0: All right, everybody, we are in studio tonight, and we actually have Wiggins back in the house. What up, Wiggs? Back again. <laughs> back One, in the saddle again.
1: 129?
0: Yes, episode 129, Creative Writing, Motor Snickle Podcast. I'll give you a nickel if you say Motor Snickle. Motor Snickle. Nice. <laughs> you can keep your nickel. All right. Well, let's get into this episode. I guess on the other recording We'll see if I totally messed that up Because I don't know if it hurt it or not <laughs> So what's happening My wigs
1: uh, Feels good to be back
0: I know You know, It was, kinda, it was funny because I'd come out here On our regular time I could have came out here anytime I wanted I could have came out here my PJs or nude Or whatever I wanted to do But I came out clothed at our regular time To record just because uh, Habit Habit Yep. Like you got me, you got me in a good habit, my friend. Sure. Um, so yeah, man. You we first off, first right out of the starting line here, I'd like to say thanks to our patrons. We got two new patrons this week. Man, one of them is someone that we ran into this weekend, and we'll talk about that a little bit later. Fancy. Yeah, I know. I'm feeling good about this. And if we if we, I was just talking to Wigs a little bit earlier. If we start getting a boatload of money, uh, I would like to do some video. And I was just watching some uh, professional video people, and their crummy camera cost $2,000, so please, patrons, <laughs> tell a friend, because <laughs> other, otherwise, you can can't... Can we run it through a GoPro? We Maybe we could, and then it would not be $0. Are you sure can I you? don't sound like a robot in your ears, too? You don't sound like a robot in my okay. ears, as much as I sound like a robot in your ears. No, you sound totally fine. Yeah. It's just because we can hear ourselves, and there's a microsecond delay, so okay. don't worry about it. Sounds good to me. We're also doing something new tonight, which is throwing wigs off just a tad, and... Um, we're running the show through uh, the audio through the actual um, editing program instead of just to the recorder. So there is a tiny, like, millisecond of latency. So we're hearing ourselves after we've been passed through the computer. Sure. Yeah.
1: Really, what he's saying is every week he rewires the entire system. <laughs> I do not. You say I do, and I don't. I swear. He comes in, and he's like, How's the volume? I'm like, Why'd you even touch it? He's like, I didn't. I'm like, Well, it's different.
0: Well, hey, also it's because I do I recorded music for the show a lot of times and I have to change it for that. And also when people call in, I turn down your mic all the way <laughs> otherwise I hear like hissing or like shuffling over there and I don't want that. So yeah, I don't mess with I haven't messed with the levels though since you've been making a point of it. So, but tonight we are running through some different stuff. Um speaking of running through different stuff, we got about two minutes. Uh, what have you been up to? You've been doing some crazy stuff, and you got some crazy stuff coming up. Dude,
1: I've been driving too much. Is is the main <laughs> thing of it? No, I, I went out to Eastern Tennessee for. I was there Tuesday evening, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday during the day, and then left Sunday evening.
0: And none of the listeners volunteered to give you uh, or offered to help help you drive. No one offered to help me drive, but technically a listener gave me a place to stay nice that's rad and what else you got coming up
1: uh i have x games qualifier
0: so hopefully that
1: goes well and i qualify for the x games and then we have the born free stampede that is local you're probably going to that
0: Uh, i'm definitely going to the stampede i don't know if i'm gonna go to born free this i'd rather i'd much rather go to the stampede than the rally actually
1: I probably I usually go to Born Free for one day and I just walk through and I see a bunch of people that I know and then I leave. Yeah, I don't even. Everyone's like, I need a grass pass. I'm like, I can just park in the parking lot because yeah. I'm going to be there for a few hours and yeah. leave. But I don't know. It's a good show, but I don't know.
0: Yeah. Anything else exciting uh, or interesting coming up?
1: No, I think that's it. Oh, wait, you were
0: trying to tell me something. Yeah, 30 seconds. (laughs) Oh, I still have 30 seconds to kill? No. (laughs) All right, great. That's our show. (laughs) There we go. (laughs) Shortest show we've ever done. Yeah, no, and and, uh, I know I've been slacking. Well, we've been slacking on racing because you haven't been here, and I didn't want to just blab on about all of it, but I also haven't been watching a lot of it. Oh, yeah. And... Uh, I did want to say at the end of the show I'm actually going to try and talk about what's coming up in other parts of the country this week I know we've been slacking on that too so with no further ado let's quit talking about us get into the rest of the show Liza from the Motorcycles and Misfits podcast, and when I am getting a root canal or something else really just painful and shitty, I like to listen to the Creative Writing podcast because the best way to fight pain is with pain. y'all. If you want to check out some cool knives, check out Field Initiative Knives on Instagram. That's put on by our own co-host here, Mr. Chris Wiggins. And you can check it out. This is going to be so much fun. All right, with no further ado, let's get into the rest of the show. All right, Mr. Wiggins, your volume's up, sir. Woohoo! So, So, yeah, see. tell us about what you've been up to. I mean, you've been out of the studio now for... Two shows, which means you've been out of the studio for it feels like precisely a long time. two weeks. Yeah, um, so I had to talk to some crazy people from Utah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I did, in my defense, I tried to call and uh record the show, especially the first week. The second week, you said you had it all done.
0: Yeah, you know what? I, I had everything planned out because I knew you were going to be gone, and then when you called me that first time, was it a Monday or something like that?
1: Yeah, cuz I knew I was going to be getting into Knoxville um area, I guess. It's technically a marvel on Tuesday, so I knew I wasn't going to be able to record. So I was like, let's do.
0: Yeah. And by the yeah. time, oh, that's what it was. Uh this is funny. Well, this will come up a little bit later when when I talk about what we did what we did this weekend. But yeah, my phone was off. That was a holiday weekend. My phone. It's, it's so funny because I forgot. It's been so long that yeah, that uh, was actually uh, yeah. My phone was off all all that day. I was trying to yeah. actually hang out with the fam for once.
1: <laughs> so that <laughs> boring. was boring. Um, let's see. So I drove uh, our Motul Speed Merchant Sprinter van from Long Beach to Maryville, Tennessee. I left Saturday night. I did, like, three or four hours, slept, got up at, like, 5 a.m., just because sleeping in a van is not great.
0: Yeah.
1: And then I drove... Well, and
0: you don't have a bed in there either. You're you're straight up, like, sleeping in the seat, a uh, There is, a, right? there is a, uh, a bench seat, though. Yeah. So I'm not, okay. like, in the
1: driver's seat reclined. Like, I have a bench seat. And then um, the way the van is, it's meant to have, like, a partition, or it, like, has... <laughs> the stuff for it like to screw in a partition so there's like two holes and i hung a piece of paracord and a packing blanket
0: Nice. so
1: i had i was like separated and then i put the cooler down at the end too so my legs can stay flat but it's still it's not wide enough for my body so it's not amazing but it's
0: kind of fun at the same time yeah i used to have three volkswagen bugs and uh yes try sleeping in those things (laughs) i imagine it's not much better even though it's it's a sprinter yeah
1: so i did about 15 hours on sunday about 15 hours on monday and then like three or four hours on tuesday um so not too bad um so i made it to knoxville around like noonish one or two ish something like that uh actually i met a buddy of mine but he didn't Um, He's horrible with his phone So I like I I call him And I text him And I didn't hear anything So I just started driving to Maryville As soon as I pulled into Maryville He calls me up And he's like Oh hey man What's up (laughs) I was like Oh hey So I turned around And I drove over to Knoxville Met him for lunch um, Hung out there a little bit And then I drove down to Maryville And uh, I met Actually one of our listeners But one of my best friends from Fuck, dude! I was saying like twelve, but it might be younger than that, like sixth or seventh grade.
0: Yeah. Um, hey, did we cover Sacramento Mile? We did, because you were yeah, here then. Yeah, because so, I rode Sacramento. So this, too. Yeah, so this is like the the week after that that you're there yeah. then. Okay.
1: Um. So got in Knoxville, or got into Maryville. Um. Hung out with Corey. We uh changed the tires on my bike. Got it cleaned up a little bit. Because we're trying out some Dunlops for X Games. They said if we'll run them at X Games, they'll give them to us. So I was like, I'm down for free tires. So I wanted to try some anyway. So um, I did that. I tried a set. So we did that. We got uh, 50s set up so we could raise 50s. And then Wednesday, we were going to do a nice long motorcycle ride and it would like rain and dry out and rain and dry out and rain and dry out, rain, 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 rain dry rain.
0: So that's the Midwest,
1: right? <laughs> well, and there was like a tropical storm. On the East Coast, so Surprise. it was like throwing little rain clouds yeah. over the mountains, I guess. Yeah. So we um, we did go out, did a little ride on Wednesday, got rained on. <laughs> it was like blue skies <laughs> and yep. clear, and then just like drop, drop, Oh,
0: sky's gray, yep. and then just poured.
1: Yep. And then before we got home, stopped. Yeah. But- whatever.
0: Yeah, that's how when I took my family back to Arkansas, it was like blue skies. Yeah. And then the next thing you know, it's like hey, it's got it just dropped like 15 degrees and then the yeah. next thing you know, it's pouring. Yeah. And then the next thing you know, it's steaming, the roads steaming <laughs> yeah. because it's hot. It's like 80 degrees again. Yeah. So that's just it's like the Midwest, man.
1: So that was Wednesday. We uh we were skeptical the whole time about we did uh like a commercial thing for Harley. I'm not even real sure what it is. We did uh I mean, did I they know- tell you? Well, they said it's a commercial. Did but, they feed you? Uh, they did. Craft services. They paid us kind of. They they had like a cooler full of snacks. Nice. But, <laughs> you know they're all. Oh, this is craft we're, services. Yeah. This is a cooler yeah, full of snacks. Yeah, pretty much. No, they uh, they actually they went and got food too. They went and got subs at Firehouse or something. Nice. Um, but yeah, so we were skeptical about all that, but we just kept trying to do it out. Um, the uh, I mean this in the best way, dude. The hillbilly that runs that fucking track is amazing and he like he just
0: yeah he packed it smoky mountain speedways right is what it's called yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: and there was this dude i don't remember his name ryan brian or brian ryan or something like that he had two first names yeah i mean typical of of hillbillies yeah. so i it wasn't ryan brian or brian ryan but it was ryan or brian and something else that was real similar so yeah. i dubbed him flying ryan brian and the dude, because he would rip around in the in the the packing truck, and just like f- haul ass around the track, and in the water truck full of water, dude, <laughs> doing like fucking sixty or seventy. Um, he was like a late model driver, and he worked the track, and he was he was pretty rad, dude. But um, he worked his ass off, and Kevin Clark, the uh, old AFT flagger, was there too, so he was helping him, and also teaching him what makes a good bike track, because a lot of car guys don't get what a good bike track is
0: hashtag twisted throttles
1: yeah so it was actually it worked out because the dude was like i mean he told us straight up he goes man i just want y'all to have a nice track man you know so uh we did we had a nice track on thursday and we like so they're like oh we want to film you unloading so we unload a little bit and then we get rained on (laughs) (laughs) so then it stops and we unload the rest of the way yeah
0: that's right i was watching your instagram going dude it was pouring yeah dude there were
1: a few times when it would just dump it was not just
0: a sprinkle here but because the track was so
1: banked and he had it packed so well it would suck in a little bit of moisture but honestly the water would run right off to the bottom and i guess it had good drainage like built in like there's pipes running under the track to drain water out but I mean, honestly, there was if you got down at the very bottom, it was muddy. Yeah. But they could have put cones or hay bales, but honestly, it wasn't fast. Yeah. And the way the track was banked, you had like a flat section right at the bottom. Um a little apron NASCAR style. Yeah, so you stayed out of that. Honestly, yeah. the Highline was fast. Yeah. I ran the Highline all weekend and it was great. Um but high, so, that was your nickname in high school too. Yeah. Hi- Highline. Highline Wiggins. Um, <laughs> Flying Brian Ryan was kicking ass in the water truck and the packing truck so it was kevin clark so thursday was a success we did a lot of pictures and photos oh pictures and photos yep and uh videos too and uh i'm sure they made us look good and they still had go images out. i heard you guys took still images we too. did the, some of those too <laughs> it was funny because i have to i got to give it to the film crew like some of the dudes worked for harley and some of them didn't but none of them were like really flat trackers and uh they wanted to do, like, to a photographer, what's really important is where the sun is at. Yeah. Right? So they're like, hey, we want to put the sun at your back. So is it really bad if we go to the front stretch and then um, the corner's going the wrong way? And I was like, yeah, I don't want to do that.
0: Uh, Haven't you turned right, you
1: mean? And yeah, well, we weren't riding. We were just sitting. So it wouldn't uh. have been real bad. But I was like, yeah, that's kind of lame. <laughs>
0: Like, so hey, they were look, like, he's okay, it, he, he doesn't have a hot shoe on that. I
1: fight. know, right? So they were like, like uh, well, what could we do? And I was like, let's go to the backstretch. Yeah. Like,
0: oh, great! So we yeah. go to the backstretch. That's what I was just thinking. Of, yeah. Like, so side. they took us all out dumb,
1: individually. Dumb. We did like some some model pictures, like looking off in the distance, like nice. weird badass. Woo-hoo. And um, you kind of are
0: though,
1: right? I, that's what some of them said. I don't know. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it was like definitely. um It's just cool to do that shit. And it's fun to like –
0: because they're
1: like, oh, you guys are the talent. And I'm like, we're a bunch of fucking idiots that ride motorcycles. Like, that's it.
0: Hey, so whether you're an idiot that rides motorcycles or an idiot that practices lines on a script, that's what they call The talent is the talent. Also true.
1: So it's just kind of fun. But So we did that um, and then went to the dealership like pretty well every night. The local dealership in Maryville, if you're anywhere around eastern Tennessee, you need to check out Smoky Mountain Harley-Davidson because – It's a nice dealership and the people that work there give a shit and the owner actually rides motorcycles, which is rare, um, and has some pretty rad ones and is excited about motorcycles, which is rare. So that was kind of fun. Um, Friday, we just
0: selling them. Yeah. Right.
1: (laughs) Um, and so there were only five of us there for the shoot. There was the, the California guys that are the Harley teams. So we did the five of us on, on Thursday for the shoot. Um, and then we did, uh, Yeah, that'd be awesome. And then we did practice on Friday. So everyone was allowed to show up and practice on Friday. So not everyone that raced on Saturday was there, but a good amount of them. Um, And it was cool, man. We got to meet. uh, Actually, it was funny because I learned that some of them are listeners. Um, J.R. Rogers from Alabama is uh, a listener. So he's going to hear his name now, I guess, but, um, actually he didn't make it for practice just to race. But I mean, we had, there's like a crew of dudes from Alabama that race, um, they race in Tennessee, I think just South of Nashville a little bit. Um, and they're like doing it there, you know, like, I guess, uh, I guess they saw us doing it. I mean, they were the cool thing with everyone that showed up that was like new or newish or different parts of the country. Like, uh. Trevor Mon, um, you know, these dudes are like, they're showing up and they're really like, man, we saw you guys doing it out in California. And, and it's kind of cool because the joke's always like, like everyone's against the California guys. But honestly, like, I guess on the track, I mean, you're kind of against everyone. So that's the whole point of racing. So, uh, but yeah, everyone is like super pumped to ride with us. And I was like, I was super pumped to ride with all them because to me, what's going to keep like the hooligan stuff going is a solid base of riders all like as many as we can get all over the country like as much as I, I personally dislike the rsd series it's actually really good because it it's there's a lot of a lot of press a lot of notoriety a lot of races happening a lot of people are seeing it so that is a good side of it but i feel like the riders they're bringing in are at the top which is fine in a way, but I also feel like when the money dries up, those riders are gonna dry up. Like, like Joe
0: Copp and Sammy Halbert? Yeah.
1: Both of those guys already have. But even Graham, even um Debrino, you know, even uh Robbie Madison, you know, when, when they're not getting paid to show up or they're not making money or no one's
0: giving them bikes anymore, they're not gonna show up anymore. You know? Was that the Robbie Madison too? Yeah. Cause I saw that his you know little call sign and i was like oh there's a guy named robbie madison out there and i was like hmm that's interesting I yeah no I, I was wondering if robbie, madison. Was robbie yeah
1: madison. um so yeah like i said like these are guys that never dreamed about showing up when they didn't have a bike until someone said hey here's a bike for you like that entire list of hey here's a you can ride this bike if you want to go race like that's everyone talks about being dedicated but If you're not dedicated enough to build your own bike, then are you really that dedicated? (laughs) But so my point is about
0: Rennie Scasebrook and that Yamaha bolt? Or just anybody? Anybody uh, that doesn't anybody that doesn't buy and build their own bike. Any I mean, someone
1: Yamaha gave him that bike and paid for them to build it. Like it was the magazine's deal to build it. Didn't come out of his own pocket. So yeah, I mean that's that's what that series is bringing in, and it's not all bad. I mean, to have Robbie Madison out there is definitely cool. It's definitely a good thing. Um, you know, even guys like Sammy Halbert, because Sammy Halbert won, but he didn't dominate. Joe Cop won pretty well every and time he they was can't on track.
0: Ra- and they can't race their race bikes, right? I mean, they got to race. Like, they have to race a hooligan bike, even if they're mm-hmm. a little bit better than.
1: Yeah. No, they had to run.
0: Yeah. An actual hooligan bike to race with us. They can't run the the seven fifty. I mean, I think that that's cool. That the pros and ex-pros and uh, other disciplines are willing to get in there and huck around. Give give hooligan racing a try. You know that that's definitely a cool side of it. And it's you know I when it
1: comes to pro flat trackers, there's a long list. But in the in the reality of people that race flat track. there's a very small number of people that know why Slammin' Sammy Halbert is actually called Slammin' Sammy Halbert, but I am on that list, so <laughs> you know who, who I, knows I why mean, you're
0: called Whammin' Wiggins. <laughs> that's
1: just one. Sammy Halbert,
0: Slammy Halbert knows that <laughs> now. So the, I mean, that's
1: like that is kind of cool in itself. Um, I don't think it's good overall, but I think there is a lot of eyes coming to it. But the point is, like. You know, the guys like Trevor, these guys, like the the whole Alabama crew, dude, there was one, two, three, four, five or six or seven, dude. There was a good group of, actually, maybe more by the time it was all done, a couple guys sharing bikes. There were some local guys. So, like, to see these guys that are, like, they, you know, whether they saw us do it and that was their idea or not, I mean, you know, like, saw it and was like, hey, we want to do that, too, like... They're doing it, and they're they're running races whether there's money or not. They built their own bikes. It looks like fun. These are guys that are totally new to flat track, never dreamed about flat track before, and they're out there racing it because it looks like a good time, and it's really that simple. And the the Alabama crew, um, or I was calling them the Bama boys. I hope they're okay with that nickname. I think <laughs> the they sh- I think they should be the Bam and Bama. So.
0: Yeah, that's a that's not a bad name. So the the Bama
1: boys, a couple of them are hitting me up about like setups.
0: Hey, that sounds like a crummy like hip hop band. You ever heard the Jaja Boys? Uh-uh. Oh man, they're terrible. It looks like Jaga because it's J A W G A, the Jaga Boys. But uh, yeah, the Bama boys. That sounds like their rivals.
1: Their <laughs> so rivals. they um, it was so they they were like super rad. But yeah, they're hitting me up about setup, and I'm like. It was funny because exactly what I told them would happen did happen. When one guy – so they were all kind of on a level playing field. They were all running like enduro tires on their sporties. And these are like – dude, they run them through fields. They go riding trails. They do wheelies. Like, dude, they're true fucking hooligans on these things. And uh, so when they started racing, they were, it was all pretty level playing field. So they were like – someone put on actual flat track tires and then that guy ran away with it. So everyone had to get flat track tires to right. be competitive and to the like one ride dude, together. Yeah, one dude
0: fucked up the party. Yeah, yeah. so – which
1: at the same time – so what I told them like when they were asking me about – oh, because they all have risers. Like they have little like Dyna style sporties, which I'm not trying to hate. I'm trying to get one and build that and sell my Dyna. So I like that style for sure. But – it's all pretty even and they're like, well, you know, what bars am I running and all this stuff? And I I told them, I'm like, so what are you wanting to do? And they're like, honestly, they're like, that's what they want to convert their bikes to. They're like, they don't even want to do the street stuff as much. And I was like, okay, that's, I mean, that's cool. I was like, you just, when one guy does it, you guys now know that everyone's going to do it or it's going to be less fun for the person that does it. But at the same time, when they show up to a race like Eastern Tennessee, they were pretty well prepared, like minus the tall risers. I think on the half mile, that was a little sketchy. But um, honestly, like they had flat track tires. They had a little taller suspension. So if they would have had lower moto bars, the bikes would have been pretty competitive. Um, But... Again, it's cool. Uh, I got to meet Trevor Mon, who's – I also think he's one of our listeners.
0: Uh, yeah, he is. Okay. He definitely follows us on Instagram. I think he listens to the I'm show. pretty sure he does because he – And he's also yeah. a, a writer and a big proponent of the Hooligan dude. flat track scene. So
1: he also writes for Thunder Press. Well, he's written one or two little pages. That and,
0: was my nickname in high school when <laughs> I used to work out a lot, Thunder Press. And he said uh,
1: – he's like, it's hard, dude, because there's so much going on, and then you got to take time, and which – I hear you, Trevor. I come over and do this for two hours a I week. I know. I and can't it, it even, sounds like oh, it's just too, and you got to do all the editing. Like it's, I, like, know, it's just, I yeah. don't know that.
0: Whoa! Hey, Whoa. hi. Who said that? Yeah. Hey there. <laughs> that came out of left What's field. What's up, lady? So, um, I, I used to want to do the blog like yeah exclusively with this as a supplement, and then that turned into exactly it's the so opposite. Hard, yeah. Like, dude, it's so hard to
1: write about. So I get it, but yeah, so. And I, I read the the first one he did, and it was cool because, again, like, he's like, hey, he's like, I saw these videos coming out of California, and I thought it was cool. And this is a guy that had never done flat track, never thought about doing flat track. He just saw us doing it and was like, well, shit, I got an old iron head. So he started doing flat track. And now – he's a diehard flat track fan dude watches the pros, like, you know, all the fans choice stuff. He's all about it. He is promoting and helping events in the Pennsylvania area where he's from. Um, the district, I want to say district six. So, I mean, he's getting races organized and together and trying to get a hooligan class going up there. And there are some East coast guys. Um, so there's definitely a lot of that stuff. So it was just, it was so rad for me to like go there and, um, like, on one end, it's, like, kind of cool because everyone's like, oh, hey, dude. Like, But for me, it's, like, it's the total same. Like, I'm kind of, like, fanboyed because I'm just, like, dude, you're doing it. And I have, like... Were people fanboying
0: because you're on the Creative Writing Motorcycle Yeah, podcast? that's definitely
1: what it was. That's, like, definitely not the right term. But just, like, there was these people that I had, like, talked to and that, like, the the community is, like, growing so much. Was, so to, they, like, actually meet them was, like, they pretty They were, like, rad.
0: hey, I've heard you on... Creative writing. A, a podcast. You have the patience of a saint because you work with a total idiot on that show. <laughs> they were like, we heard
1: you on a podcast once. Uh, Motorcycles and Misfits? Was that
0: it? <laughs> no, I think it was Riders on the Norm. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah. And then you're like, listen, dudes, you could hear me every week on Creative Writing. And they were like, no, we don't want to hear you every yeah, week. Yeah, listen. Who listens to that show?
1: No, so – but it was cool. Like, to me, it was just rad to be like – you guys are doing it and that like to me that's i like being like remembering when this whole hooligan movement was fucking three of us at paris and actually san bernardino um
0: dude when i used to watch the um ivy league stuff and the hooligan class was one of the smallest classes you know it was now 10 or 12 riders when it started and now it's like for mains, dude. We yeah, had yeah, in right. Maine, We right?
1: had um over 30 riders there. I think we had over 35. I want to say we had about 20 sign up for open and 15 sign up for beginner. Insane, dude! So crazy because to be out of California, to be an event that didn't really pay, just to be another event that you know wasn't, wasn't really a huge deal like it was and it wasn't like. It was well promoted. It was for uh, it was at a good time, like the the hog rally was going on. The local dealership busted their ass. They did you know hire the right people. Um, Jeremy from Flat Out Friday is definitely a good promoter and good organizer. So they did those kinds of things. Um, but in all reality, it's in the middle of Tennessee, and it was a drive for almost everyone. Um, and they could have had like yeah, they covered my travel to go out, so they could have had us five from California and like two local guys, and that could have been it. So, to have thirty five dudes at at an event in eastern Tennessee dude i
0: I was mind blown How many were I mean I saw a lot of the West Coast guys out there. We had five so five guys went out. That's a pretty good out of thirty that's a good percentage. My math isn't hundred percent correct, but I'd say that's about seventeen percent so is, was everybody else uh East Coast and then local or what? Yeah, well, I mean, the, good, Bama, the Bama boys, yeah. like
1: I said, they brought
0: six or seven or eight or something. Did they bring their DJ and put on a show at?
1: <laughs> there was um, four or five local guys that it was like their first time out. Yeah. And they were hooked. That's rad. And local, local-ish, like Knoxville, about, Maryville. Right? I mean, that's yeah, like how the whole hooligan thing um, started. Trevor is should- Pennsylvania. Uh, Rich Heverly, I believe he's also a PA guy, or he's a Northeast somewhere guy. So... And he just came down on Saturday for the race, but, um, yeah, dude, good numbers of riders. Like, I, I, it was insane. I let uh, Corey, he took my bike out on uh, Friday for the practice and did some laps. So, I was like, (laughs) uh, Thomas It I stayed with. Oh, right, right, yeah. So, um, yeah, Corey Texter could have ride it too, though. I don't know if he's,
0: I think he's, I think think he's hurt right now. I think think he's been hurt for the
1: past couple of races. Oh, he did get in that accident, didn't he? Yeah. So um Yeah, but I mean amazing and the dealership like I mean they pretty well. They were the main dealership for the Hog Rally. So they funded a lot of it. They had a concert every night. With uh, like a Stones cover band and a Creedence Clearwater cover band and they had food and
0: drink. They have like – Were there vendor? was it like a, a lifestyle event and not just a race to supplement the Kentucky oh, Mile? It was it's like no, a – No, yeah. It was totally
1: separate from the Mile. Um, it was the Eastern Tennessee Hog Rally. Oh, okay. So it was like a lifestyle – it was like a rally. Then. Yeah, it was, just, it was a rally. So the rallies now are regional, not by state. So it was like Eastern Tennessee region, however all that works. I don't really know, whatever. Um, and we, you know, we had good numbers come out to the race, but after the second rain, most of them left. Yeah. So a lot of them missed the main Dude, event. it was
0: nuts. I was, I was watching your Instagram going, holy crap. Yeah, that's dude. not just the sprinkle. Yeah.
1: But, um, yeah, like I said, the dealership did a, a awesome job putting it together. I, they had to spend 15 or 20 grand at least. Wow. Because, I mean, you gotta, you gotta hire the, they hired, five or six people to work it. Jeremy, his wife, um Katie who used to actually run Ivy League for Brian, his ex whatever. Uh-huh. She was um, out there, huh? So she was there scoring and then Tom Clark or a uh, yeah, flagger. Yeah, Tom Clark. I said it earlier. Kevin. Clark. Ke- oh, yeah, I was going to say it's not Tom, yeah, yeah. Kevin. I like how I said it right half an hour ago, yeah. but um, so he was there. It's that Coke, dude, it's yeah, worse right? than
0: Mountain Dew for your brain. They
1: had to <laughs> rent the track. They had to pay the dude to work the track. Um,
0: Ambulance, he, right? They probably
1: had yeah. To they save had the to crew. do all that stuff for the race. They had to pay the day of the race. They had to pay the people that like own the track, like the track people, to be there and like collect money at the gate and all that. Right. They had to pay <laughs> the fans to show. <laughs> Um, I believe it was actually free with your hog
0: stuff. So nice. if you bought the hog ticket thing for the week, I believe that it was included. That's another reason probably why it's regional is because the cities are just too small in, in places like that for a hog chapter to be based in a city rather than yeah. like the region. Yeah.
1: Um, and then, like I said, he paid the ones of us that went out from here, he paid for our transport. So I don't – I don't know exactly what it was because it's not like I personally got the check. But, yeah, I mean, so –
0: You didn't wait by the mailbox like you used to for your report cards. Right. <laughs>
1: um, so, I I mean, he definitely, like, threw some money at it, but it was a good event. And I think for – you know, honestly, it's probably not that bad. If you've got a, a hog rally going and you can get those fans in the stands, it's probably not that much money. So it was good. Um the track was, it's probably my favorite track. Yeah,
0: dude, your wheels look so fucking killer on that track too. Like those wheels gold? were popping, and dude. then against that red background. Just-
1: yeah, I can't wait. My tank's done. I just got to pick it up. Um, I can't wait for that and get the bike already. So my bike will be all debuted at probably X Games. Nice. Which I know I the can't only wait difference is going to be the tank, yeah. um, because the. I'm probably going to ride the XG. I know I'm riding it in um in Boise for the indoor and I think I'm going to ride it at Born Free also. So so yeah, that's what um so Tennessee, yeah, it was it was a half mile. The only one I uh, I think I like it better than Dirtquake. Um Dirtquake's more like a 3 but the best thing about this one was the high line was fast but the low line was still pretty good. Um, I was definitely out of horsepower still. I definitely need some HPs, but you could you could pick different lines. And I rode
0: so on. Do you have a creative writing sticker on your bike? I do,
1: actually, yes. Hmm.
0: Should be good for at least two and a half <laughs> HPs. Maybe you need more. <laughs> I need to make you a special one.
1: Yeah, right? A- extra horsepower sticker? Yeah. Um. Yeah, on Friday during practice, it was funny because – I would watch the fast guys, and they were all taking the highline. And I was like, "Damn it!" Yeah, <laughs> they they, know, they saw your they secret. Know yeah. My <laughs> secret. Actually, what was funny? Trevor said uh, I passed him on the outside, and uh, he because was my, he
0: number seventy or sixty seven? Yeah. I yeah.
1: saw that in one of your videos. Yeah, yeah. So it was funny. I in that video, it showed, and you can see him, and he's like, "That's when you passed me and showed me the highline." And I was like, "Oh man!" But um. His thing is the old Iron Head. Just it's a stout little Iron Head, but it's still an old Iron Head. Yeah, and it's, it just
0: doesn't have the balls. Are those 1200s or what are those? What are the displacement? Maybe a thousand. That's a right. The Iron are thousands. Yeah, yeah. so um, the XLCH 1000 or whatever the hell. Yeah. It is. yeah, so so he can't do stuff like X
1: Games. He found he just picked up an 883R to borrow, maybe be able to buy from someone for the Weed Sport race. Um. So he's definitely like finding some stuff. I need to find someone with an eight eight three R that I can fucking take. Yeah, because those dudes the know all the stuff, dude. No, not the, not the street eight eight three R. Like the old race series.
0: Right. He oh, found like right. a spec race bike. Oh no, kidding.
1: Yeah. So and I know eight eight three R like the road race ones. Well, they did road race and flat tracks. So oh he no, found kidding. A flat track one. Yeah. Right. So it was like the spec one that Jake Johnson and everyone used to run. back Right. In the day. Okay. Yeah. Okay.
0: But that class, I think, failed for a few reasons. I totally forgot about that class. That was oh yeah. Uh, no, we've
1: been compared to that over. And yeah, over and yeah, over, yeah. So.
0: I forgot. That I forgot about that class. I, I've the most recent stuff that I saw on the eight eight three R's was um, I, I was looking for old Harley road racing a little bit before. Actually, funny enough, before Tony and um, Eric and all those guys were doing it, and eight eight three R's had a series. I yeah. was like, what What was before the XR? I know they used to road race Harleys, mm-hmm. yeah. They, they had an 83R, the yeah. Hugger, and the Roadster, um, yeah, road race series. They were yeah. pretty crappy, but yeah, because I think they had to run stock size wheels, yeah.
1: And then for the flat track, when it started, they had to run stock size wheels, and then they let them put a 19 on the rear. But um, there was a video we saw last year, and it, hap- it was funny because when it popped up on someone's Instagram feed um i was doing a harley commercial with the factory harley team it was for the soft tails that you guys have all seen at oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so the three factory harley guys were there and they were because they were just on bikes like harley's like hey you guys want to do this too we'll pay you a little bit so they all went out so we're like all of us like it shows up on someone's instagram and we're like dude these old eight eight three three R's like this dude got wadded and jake johnson goes what happened and we're like, dude, he fucking high-sided and someone came around and hit him. And he goes, Yeah, that's me. And yeah. Brian Smith hit me. Yep. <laughs> we're just like, no shit. He like, had like
0: purple leathers on, or something. Was, I don't, somebody was in purple. I remember. I was so part was of the problem. Crash,
1: yeah. yeah, part of the problem with that series, especially with those riders, because when you watch the pros, even at the mile, they were spinning the entire corner. Like I'm hooked up. Like On the half mile, I was sliding it coming out a little bit, and I would definitely back into the corner, but um, horsepower-wise, like, and I don't, like, I don't ride with it hung out, and those pros do, and what Jake had done, he was, I think it was, I thought he said it was him and me were battling, and he got it hung out, and the tire spinning, and the 8.83s are, I mean, those dudes all knew how to cheat, the guys that built them, so they had... Power for an eight eight three, but it was still an eight eight three. So it it he had it hung out sideways and it literally just r- like wide open and ran out of power and so hooked, it hooked. <laughs> and fucking threw him. Hard. It may have shook and then threw him or just threw him, but it threw him hard. And then he's like laying there, and I guess I don't know what it took a while, but Brian Smith came around and hit the bike, and it broke the head tube off of Brian Smith's bike.
0: Yeah. That's one of the. Re- there used to be the show called like, I, I forget what it was called, but it was called like, um, Ultimate Bangs and Crashes. It's one of those shows that used to come on yeah, yeah, like yeah. late nights on like TNT yeah. and stuff, and it was on there. And I remember seeing it, and yeah, Brian Smith's bike it basically broke, it turns broke the in half, forks off, yeah. yeah, and uh, they had it from two different angles. They had it from like looking down the street, and they had it from the corner, yeah, and yeah it was a nasty looking crash
1: but it just it was so funny that it popped up on our instagram and jake johnson was in the room with us oh shit how funny (laughs) and he's like yeah that was me but so i was it was funny like talking to him and those guys about that because like you know we're trying to learn like we have no idea what we're doing like honestly most of us have never had any flat track experience we have no idea how to set a bike up like it's total total guesswork Like I was in there – I was in the pits. My dad came down for the race, and uh, I was in the pits like bouncing setup ideas off of him. But he relates it to sprint cars. If the track gets slick, you do this. If it gets tacky, you do this. So like we don't – like obviously I can't move my wing. I can't move my right rear wheel. (laughs) But I can – You can dangle
0: uh, your leg or push your butt back on the seat or something.
1: Um, But I can – soften or stiffen the suspension and that's about all i can do and i can adjust the air pressure but different tires react different to that
0: so also changing track conditions uh make it so that the air pressure if you change it it's you can't You can't pull over real quick and and adjust that. So you're better off like doing suspension or something that you can kind of like try and compensate for.
1: Yeah. And and you're right. Like you can move your butt forward and back and you can change (laughs) your body position. And that's
0: a lot of it for sure.
1: Oh, that section is done. Time to move on. 40
0: minutes, Wiggs. Oh, man. Trying to keep us on point. Yeah. Listen, we'll come back with a little bit of chat about the uh, Tennessee Hog Rally and uh, talk a little bit about. It's good because the next part's not going to last 40 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. I guess we could make it last 40 minutes. We're good (laughs) at that. Yeah. All right. We'll be right back. That's a good idea, and we're back. We're back. We we were talking about uh, some secret stuff. Yes, and we can top t- secret. That is a good idea, and actually, I um, need to contact her anyway. Yeah, uh, yeah. Hey, I want to hear real quick um, before we get into uh, part two of the show. Um, what you you got some qualifying coming up for X Games? I'm super excited about that, and I want to hear a little bit about that. All right. We have forty minutes, so don't use up all the forty minutes. <laughs> so that will be today
1: when the show comes out. Nice. Happening in Boise. I'm not sure if it's gonna be live broadcast or anything. I would guess it is. It's
0: where's it coming to where's it coming from? Boise, Idaho.
1: But what what's the track, do you know? It's an indoor fucking coke Oh, weird. Race. Okay. Yeah, weird. Yeah, let's do an indoor coke syrup race to qualify for a 3 8 dirt track. Yeah. Makes total that's sense. Totally. No, it's totally fucked. It's totally unthought out on. Wait, ESPN's say that again. Part. Say
0: it's totally. Totally fucked. <laughs>
1: Whoops. I, I think you were slow. A
0: little
1: slow. Totally unthought out on their part. Like, I get why they're trying to do it. They want, first of all, the pro people get invited anyway. Like, Andy Debrino got an invite, which means you can have a pro flat track license for a matter of months, do a few singles races, and get invited to a twins race at X Games. I mean, nothing against Debrino. It's not, I just like know his story.
0: Yeah. So I'll tell you why they're doing it to bring flat tracking to Boise and open it into a new market, right? No, because people were bitching at him. So they want to make it fair. Oh,
1: okay. I'm all about I'm all about being fair. I am too, but it's not fair this way. Rich Heverly is one of the best fucking hooligan writers in the country, but he can't go because he's in Pennsylvania and like a real fucking hooligan he works a day job. That's fair. Like so what they need to do, you need some kind of provisionals. Like you honestly X Games, honestly ESPN, you need some provisionals because Rich Heverly won flat out Friday. He got third in Eastern Tennessee. If he would have stopped kicking his bike in a neutral, he would have got second. Um, that happens. <laughs> he did. He won. Did he win or get second in Daytona? I think he won Daytona.
0: I've heard that name come up a couple of times. And, uh, yeah. The dude can ride. He yeah. he did really well at X Games last year. Um Oh yeah, that's right. He came in second behind uh, JJ Flaherty, right, or something like that. He was no, no, no. Baber was. You know what? Maybe, maybe Beaver got third. I, I've heard. I've. seen I thought Kilkenny got second. Either behind that, or it. did he come in at, at a Dirtquake? Was he? First. No, he didn't
1: go to Dirtquake.
0: Huh. I've seen his name. No, I he won his Flat name. Out
1: Friday. I think he won Daytona too. Yeah, maybe I'm thinking of Flat Out Friday. So.
0: Either way, it doesn't really matter. I wonder. But, hey, I wonder how they qualify BMX and all that stuff. You think they do it the same way? You think they're hosing some of those guys too somehow? Oh, I'm sure.
1: But the difference is between a lot of the BMX riders, and this isn't true for all of them. We're not fucking twelve year old kids though on summer vacation. Like we're all in our late twenties, early mid, late thirties. Some of us up into our fifties,
0: sixties. Some of those BMX
1: dudes pretty old. Some of them are, but. <laughs> The thing is, like, the real hooligans work a day job. Like, honestly, like, I'm lucky that Harley's paying for my travel or I'd
0: be fucked. Mm
1: -hmm. You
0: know what I mean? Like, Yeah, you just got back from a trip to Tennessee and now you're headed up to Boise. (laughs) You need a little dough, bro. So, um, yeah,
1: it's definitely, uh, I don't know. In their effort to make it fair... And open to everyone, they have excluded so many people that have so much to do with the sport. By putting and they've it too far it up in the
0: northwest, is that what you're saying? Like by, by putting it
1: too far in the northwest, you know. And there's there's so many people that you know I covered this earlier in the show that honestly could give a shit less, but they're on a hooligan bike because someone handed them a bike and pays them to go to a race. Who do get a go because someone's paying them to go to the race? So it's a shame, you know. Guys like Trevor. Um, and guys like rich can't go. And there's, there's many, there's, there's several more that are in the same boat, you know? So it's, you know, even if you have a dealership backing you, like, I don't know, like the dealership backing me is not giving me that kind of funds to get to a place like that, especially multiple times. Um, so I mean we're working on that. Hopefully it gets better, but that's beside the point. Yeah. So it, it does exclude a lot of people. There needs to be some kind of provisional, some kind of qualification, so you can qualify without going to the corner of the fucking country.
0: Yeah. Like, Here, here's a deal too. Is it like you're saying? You you said young kids. I know there's older guys that do BMX oh, and for stuff, sure. and guys that are like doing Red Bull stuff and this and that, but. For the most part, if you are a twenty-something year old and you're living off ramen every day and you don't have a kid, so like you don't need more than like fifteen hundred bucks to live off of because you're a dirt bag, you can get you can get scrap up a little money or have your parents help you go to these things because this is all you do. But when you have a job and you have a family and hooligan racing is something you do because you're a hooligan, I see your point. Is it like maybe there should be a regional? or 3 or 4 regional There should be the some regional or if you're going
1: to do one, it should be in Oklahoma City or Tulsa or middle where yeah. where it's equidistant or to everybody. Somewhere yeah. in Arkansas or uh, you know, western Tennessee at the furthest east or where's a huge one like <laughs> Mil- everyone went to Milwaukee. I mean Not everyone still, really? And and what makes Milwaukee more feasible? It's in February. Yeah. So it's not, you know, a lot. Of, those guys didn't go to Portland and then go. So you you know, I mean, I think the Bama boys are trying to go, but for them, dude, and they're just like, Bama boys. Dude, I'm gonna get
0: with those guys and
1: get a music <laughs> deal ironed out. <laughs> so, like, but you know, it's a struggle, and they're basically like, they're all gonna hook a trailer up to one of their fucking pickups, and I think the local dealership that's helping them out is going to help them get there. Nice. But then if they do qualify, then they drive back to fucking Alabama 2,000, 2,500 miles, and a month later, they load up whoever made it, and they drive to fucking Minnesota.
0: Yeah. And not like, for the state fair, my friends, for X Games. So, so. it's just...
1: Putting it a month apart from something is is very difficult on a lot of people, and that's why some guys aren't going that should. It's also a one-and-done. Like If I go up and my battery dies in the bike, I'm fucked. I'm not qualified for yeah. X Games. Um, so they should have done as much as <sighs> some people like to hate on it. I think the Harley teams should have got some kind of provisional. And I'm not saying it was – Honestly, it was overused um, last year. It was like, "Hey, who do you want to bring?" And you could just give a big list. And some of the Harley teams brought people that had no business being there. Um, and they, but you know, at the same time, they got forty people, and that's probably it. Might have been hard to get more. So, you know, what I my suggestion for the Harley teams is: each team gets one provisional. So then what we could do, like, for instance, we're taking three riders. So if one of our bikes breaks or something happens to one of us in Boise, not like, hey, I don't know if I can go up there. I want to use a provisional. Well, I guess it could be that way if, if everything worked and the other two guys made it. But that way, like if, if I go up and my fucking bike won't start when I get there, then I could use a provisional for X Games because Harley is funding it a lot. So there's no reason they can't pull a little bit of strings. The other thing that I think they should do was they need a qualifier in Southern California. 75% of the riders are here in Southern California.
0: Oh, yeah. like That's, I think, a regional... F- you know what? Maybe did, not 75% zone but and probably one, 50%. If you did one qualifier in every time zone over like the six months prior to yeah. X Games, that'd be yeah. awesome. And what we suggested with that was like, okay,
1: so do several qualifiers and if you want 48 people in california gets like 20 or 25 <laughs> like sorry but we do have more riders than everyone else
0: <laughs> more, po- more popular more populous state well and
1: we know when you or or look at what guys are doing you know a guy like trevor which by the way he rips but that aside he, that dude's busting his ass to build the sport of hooligan racing you know with no financial gain whatsoever you know, I'm sure he's spending a lot of time, probably spending a little bit of money, but he's doing it because he loves it. There's not a lot of people out there putting on series and and putting on races for zero financial gain. I guarantee it. I I'm one of them. It sucks. <laughs> Maybe that'll change at the next race, but yeah, I that's, hope so. You know, I mean, at, at I've any- done a few for zero financial gain. Yeah.
0: So. At any rate, yeah. Have you, uh, we'll get into this in another episode how much you actually make off these races, but (sighs) zero so far. uh, Yeah. But so that's
1: kind of my problem with the Boise X Games qualifier. It's just not thought out. They've also said no pros, but they haven't specified what a pro is. Yeah. Because I know there's no
0: current licensed pros or something. No current,
1: only flat track pros. So if Roger Hayden wants to come out, he can. Cause I know there's two Red Bull fucking professional motorcycle riders that are going Like The whole point is you have a day job And your day job is not riding a motorcycle Yeah So and this is You know so basically There's two professional motorcycle riders Who are full paid Red Bull athletes That get a go Who? But Jordan Graham cannot go Who Who are the uh Beerman and Madison
0: Huh Awesome Madison's going to go. Berman and
1: Madison. Yeah.
0: Tyler or Berman?
1: Yeah. Is
0: and it's Berman not, it's nothing Berman?
1: against, I don't know. It's nothing against those guys, <laughs> but it's if you're going to make a rule, be clear about it and then enforce it. Yeah. And and why are why can those guys go but a guy like Jordan Graham can't? And as much as I might not always agree with Jordan Graham, in this situation, why can't he go? Yeah. Like yeah, okay, so he got a flat track pro card. He hasn't made a main event. Like at the mile, he got hung out the back, which in his defense, I rode the mile the next day. It's scary as fuck. If it's your first time on the mile and you don't get dropped off the back, you're fucking stupid and you should never ride a motorcycle again. You need to have a little bit of (laughs) (laughs) wherewithal where you can be like, I'm going real fast. I need to chill and figure this out. Yeah. So I, I definitely give him credit for that. Him and Debrino both. Like they got smoked at Sacramento mile, but I rode the mile. It's scary as fuck. Yeah, especially I just, your first time hitting it. I just so, listened to Cleveland Moto where they put it's speed not a bad in, thing to get smoked on a mile yeah. for sure.
0: Your first time on it, not bad at all. Yeah, they, I highly
1: recommend getting smoked on a mile your first time on it.
0: They put speed into pers- Into a good perspective, and that kind of sounds like like a little bit of it. Hey, we're gonna uh, do a little segue in here, a- and let's do <laughs> it's uh, been another forty minutes. or been forty minutes, Chris. Sorry. You are a good talker, my friend. <laughs> All right. Now we're going to fast forward into, uh, you did so much cool stuff that I I have to say, go back and look at Chris's Instagrams from a couple weekends ago. It's so funny because it, it's been like two weeks since you've been with me in here. I know. But you did riding. I saw you riding a 50 on the freeway. You haven't even talked about your 50 race yet. Oh, yeah. That's next, I guess. Not on the freeway, but yeah. yeah. Well, the highway, right? Because it's through the, it's like Arkansas where that was the a parking lot. No way, dude. You were riding them on this green pastures and stuff were going by. You were out on their country oh, roads. Dude. I was just
1: in the road in front of Corey's house.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. See, the road in front of my dad's house is the highway. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and it's two lanes through yeah. the whole state. So. so, Corey,
1: I asked him why none of his 50s are street legal, and he didn't really have a good answer because then we found out
0: Tennessee is a lot like Indiana. Like yeah. you have light, tail light, taillight, turn signals, and you're good. Yeah. Listen, Arkansas, you see a lot of 50cc scooters on the highway because the speed limit on the highway is 55. And there's like Bubba in the friggin' patrol car waiting to pull you over if you're going 56. So, yeah, that's I mean, yeah, for like, sure. Um, especially in Oklahoma,
1: those Indiana, fucking sheep fuckers. It has to be a scooter to not have a license.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, really? which means it has that's to pedal. That's even pedals- better. Oh, a moped. Um, motor- oh, moped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: And then you could do the um, the scooter style, like Vespa, but shitty fifties. Um,
0: no license and, and no. I think for
1: the moped, no license. Some and of those- you, you only had to be like 15. Yeah. And the moped, I think, was a gray
0: area. Yeah. But in the, California- it's, it's even a gray area. So yeah. I'm imagining back there, they're like, pff, moped, Yeah, right. no problem. The problem with the 50s is it's not really a gray area. You, you,
1: even though it's only 50 cc's, I think the trick is it has a transmission with gears. And that fucks you. But um, it's they're still- The can ain't do... got no gears.
0: The scooter ain't got no <laughs> gears. That bike got gears. Yeah,
1: right? So- but no, so we did some testing out in front of his house. I learned, I saw I was doing some figure eights and I learned I should have made them tighter because I was getting beat through the like tight ass chicanes. But Corey also said that um, he thinks when the guy set up the course, he set it up extra tight because Corey's like, it's never been that tight. And he said what he thinks happened. He's like, dude, 100%. He goes, he saw a photo of you like drag a knee, never been on one before, and was like scared that you were going to be super fast. So he made the course like extra challenging. And I'm like, I get it. Like the sweepers would have been better. Yeah. Cause it was like, dude, in one of those chicanes, I went from right to left and I lifted the front end of the bike off the ground, turning it because I just, I yanked the bike over, but it's so tiny underneath you and you're so big, you're <laughs> over the back wheel. <laughs> what are you
0: talking I've been on a 50 and it was like being on a <laughs> GS <laughs> 1200. What are you so, talking about? Um, it was trippy, but I got fucking smoked for sure.
1: But, uh. I th- That's got to feel good though to I kept like up one of the times.
0: Yeah, it's got to feel good to know that there's like some crazy. It's like when I play video games online and I'm getting like my ass handed to me. I know as a twelve year old kid. Yeah. Well, I
1: I think I could definitely ride one more and get faster for sure. But it was really difficult to pass in and like the sections where you could get a run on someone then it got super tight afterwards
0: it's funny to hear you say to get a run on someone thinking and- of thinking of you like on a 50 <laughs> Like Donkey Kong And if you, if you Stuff
1: someone They were gonna Jump a curb And hit a bunch Of people Who are oh, watching
0: so That would've been So yeah, awesome Yeah they were like they
1: were like, Hey we all gotta Work on Monday Like it was Highly yeah. stressed
0: That's so, another That's hooligan uh, 50 racing right but, there So
1: I, I just wanted To go Like I just wanted To go from The biggest thing In the world To the smallest
0: Yeah But it was that's crazy That's what I'm saying Because like, of the it, rain It had to be fun To get smoked Cause then Dude. you're like Dude come out On my hool- uh, hooligan oh, bike Oh yeah and I know. Like- Yeah
1: Corey rode the hooligan bike And he's like yeah, he goes, I felt it bouncing around a little bit and sliding around a little bit. And he goes, it, not comfortable. it was fucking crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but so because of the rain on Saturday, our main was delayed. So as soon as it got done, I fucking loaded the van up super quick. And then um, I drove across the tail of the dragon, Deal's Gap, in a fucking sprinter van with two bikes inside and three bikes on a trailer. At like, like 100 miles an hour? Dude, I hauled ass. Like, just fucking ripped across Deals Gap when I pulled in. I could smell the fucking brakes. <laughs> so, Corey runs out. So, he must have saw me coming. He was all decked he out. He saw leather, the smoke coming go, through dude, the forest. Right? Like, <laughs> he heard the fucking turbo spooling. So, he's like, Hey, right here. So, I, I had a good spot. I slid the van right into the spot. I got out, and he's like, Dude, your race is in like 5 minutes if you if you can get fucking dressed. So I fucking I would have been in my leathers like driving dude, there. I, well, so he had taken my leathers because I knew just with the mess in the van and everything, I'm like, just take it. It'll be there. This is everything I need for fifties, and then I have everything I need for my stuff. Even though the jersey I wanted to wear, I kept in the van, and I thought I gave it to him, so I wore a different jersey because I couldn't find it. And then I was the next day, I was like, fuck, there's that jersey. <laughs> but anyway, um, so I go and I slide on my fucking leathers and I hop on the fifty. You were like a flying, You're dude. like a fireman.
0: Like yeah, so, dude. Like everything was sitting there just waiting for you to Crazy, jump in. Crazy, dude. I seen I seen Superman change slower than that. Actually. Yeah, dude, it was pretty interesting. But it, you know, it worked. <laughs> I got
1: to do it. It was funny because like I didn't even sign anything. They're like, just do your first race and then come back and sign it. Rad. So it was fun. You know, it was cool. Um, so it was a legit thing where you had to sign waivers. Oh and yeah, like, dude, yeah. They're, and they're serious, dude corey has got i don't want to bust him out he's probably got like five or six grand in his good bike god dang because he bought so he's got a fucking four valve motor that's an 88 cc that makes like 11 horse which doesn't sound like a lot but the bike i was on made like eight horse and a stock one makes like two yeah so i mean a stock 50 and these are all 88 dude his has the clutches in a different spot it's a Takagami or something like that takagawa it's a fucking good japanese motor but it's those not a 50s Honda don't
0: even have a real clutch they- so
1: the one i rode was a v2 from this company and it was basically the same bottom end with the clutch in the same spot but it had a lever and a, and a huh. cable his the clutch was moved like moved back so it was a totally different design it was more like a regular motorcycle huh. So, but mine, when I would feed it clutch, I could feel it slip. And if I let it out more, it would like clunk every time and it'd pull the front wheel up. So I was getting horrible
0: starts. Uh, I was going to say, is it like a K pipe where like you're in first, but it won't go until you give it sufficient gas? No, because I had a hand lever. So that overrides the K pipe does too though. Oh,
1: okay. So the stock fifty is totally an automatic clutch yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. And what, what the little kids do on those, they, and what we did when we raced one another, we'd uh it was all up, right? So you put it down in neutral, you'd lift up with your foot and you would hold it there. And then when you're oh, ready to go, you'd snap. drop it and it would drop into first and yeah. fucking rip. So um But this had a hand lever on it. Huh. So it was a little better, but it still, like, it would clunk in. And he's like, dude, he goes, I just put the motor together. He was like, it was a part, and I wanted to build it. And he goes, you gave me an excuse to actually get my backup bike together. How funny. So I don't think it was, like, adjusted exactly right, but it was one of those, like, we're at the track. It didn't matter. Like, you had to do what you had to do. but. It was fun, dude, and they were super pumped. So Corey was taking some photos of me, like in the cul-de-sac dragon knee, and then Icon fucking like reposted it. So the fifties for life dudes were stoked. Yeah, there was a fucking fifties for life like posted on Icon's Instagram.
0: Yeah, there was a lot of stuff that was tagging or following us and was tagged uh, with us fifties and all this stuff. And I was like, yeah. how funny, and it's yeah. because. Yeah, that and um after the steady garage scooter cruise that I did, like a lot so, of fifties people like yeah. dig that. So
1: the, the steady garage cruise you did, I thought that was called the Roundup or whatever no it was just called the crawl Super Sunday song. okay Super Sunday
0: because they're in Tennessee right now well they so, were well, they' driving weekend. back yeah yeah
1: so everyone when we were like dude even the dudes at, like the owner of the dealership and his people were like oh yeah that crawl things next week
0: yeah this it must crawl. be huge yeah
1: or huge huge it's it was bigly like Corey knew Corey knew all about it because of the fifty stuff too but see and I don't know like I think the 50s for life need to get their shit together and, like, do a race. Because it's all based around Deal's Gap, the crawl, right? So if they could get, like, Ruckus and Grom people to rent out the fucking hotels. Like, the people that are staying at the hotel, they just make them get their bikes, like, move them in a sec- certain section. And they all watch the race. Dude, the fucking Grom people would eat that shit up, fucking 50s racing.
0: Yeah, but- wait, dude, look, this, the there was a lot of those 300 Groms there. So... Yeah, it was funny because I was telling people about those and a lot of ruckuses. Like there was was, the whole Steady Garage almost closed down, and it was just uh, just the like a few skeleton crew left behind to take care of orders and problems while they were because everybody was at that thing.
1: Yeah, so they were. It it was crazy how big a deal it was, and I was like, oh, I know, I heard about it. And I was so people like that had Groms. I was like, you guys need to check out Steady Garage and put a three hundred in that mother. But um, so yeah, it was cool to see that the Steady Garage guys went out to that.
0: Yeah, as a huge. I mean, those guys. It's hit a long up, ass drive. That's yeah, for me, I'm sure. I know. And to it, so, it must be one of the United States' premier. It must like, be for that fun event because it looked like there was camping and slow racing. I mean, it just looked like yeah. it's like the Sturgis for scooters. Yeah, you know, there's no there's no thing for smaller bikes. So this looked like it was it, and th- that did look pretty fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that sounds awesome. Racing 50s would be super fun, I think. And United Mini Racing Association, I think they race bigger than 50s. But they do groms and stuff. They still too. have a the lot minis. of smaller stuff. So
1: in. I talked to Corey about that, about the groms and, and other bikes like that. Because the parking lot is so tight and because they set up the chicanes, they put like three tires in a row. So like you come out of a corner – And then you go around a tire and then go around another one the other way and then around another – and it's, like, tight-ass 180s -hmm. fucking hard. Yeah. So um, they're, like, the Groms won't make the corners the way that they set them up.
0: Yeah. So it's kind of cool. They have to, like, tip them over and, like, flat track. You would have to get – you would have to pull out, like, the chicane and just do a big corner there. You know what's crazy is that that what you said – when you said that earlier, it reminded me of – when I used to autocross, you could tell what clubs made what tracks because the Cal Club had a lot of Corvette owners and stuff, yeah. and their courses weren't as tight and technical <laughs> as like you know most of the other yeah. clubs were. So I'm sure if like yeah the Grom guys were to make one versus the 50s Dude, guys, uh, they would be a, f- a lot fucking different. A
1: CBR 300 Grom through Deals Gap would probably set a fucking record.
0: <laughs> Dude, I'm loving it, and I love the fact that the uh, the new monkey that's coming out looks. A hell of a lot like the CT seventy, but it's basically a Grom, and it's going to have yeah. ABS and everything that the twenty nineteen yeah. Grom has. It's going to be so yeah.
1: rad. We just bought a twenty nineteen at work,
0: yeah. So we're, we're building the a pipe. 2018s have I uh, have ABS too. I'm sorry, maybe an eighteen, but and it's because the um,
1: the wheelbase to, is so
0: short. Anything in Europe has to if it's over if it's one twenty five or more has mm. to have ABS. Mm. But even the because I was looking at the twenty eighteen going, holy crap! There's an IMU and a Like, what's this for? And I found out that they had to have ABS because the wheelbase is so short, you could do stoppies without even trying. Yeah, that's the whole point. So ABS, yeah, you can't turn it off. You can probably pull the fuse or, like, disconnect the IMU. But the, uh, the... the whole thing was that I I don't know if it was an issue on the previous scrums because if you buy up until 2017, there's no ABS and no IMU. Huh. But after that, yeah, it's just like too easy to do stoppies. Maybe they had a yeah. lot of flip overs or something, but yeah. I don't know.
1: But it was cool. Like, and I bet the crawl was rad this weekend. It was very yeah. busy as shit. And Maryville and Knoxville is just like a beautiful area. Yeah. And you could go in Maryville, you could go five minutes, you were out of town and you were on back roads, and then a few minutes later and you were hitting 129 or some fucking road that went through the mountain. We rode on yeah. Sunday and we left the dealership at about nine 30 and we rode until about three.
0: Yeah. You didn't ride fifties or grams. What did you guys did like a special ride, right? On Sunday we just rode Harleys. We,
1: um, <clears throat> the owner of the dealer was like, what do you, or the dealership's like, what are you doing on Sunday? I was like fucking driving back to California. And he said, uh, he's like, well, He's like, I think we're going to do a ride.
0: Why don't you stay for an extra day? Yeah,
1: and he's like, you know, if you want to stay. And I'm like – because he asked what I had to ride. Well, first he asked what I rode. And I was like, well, I have a Dyna, But then when he was talking about that, I was like, but it's not here. Like my sporty is not really like – I got one foot peg that would drag the ground and it's all uncomfy. But, um, so I was like, well, if you do eagle rider – no, I'm good. He's like uh, if – yeah, so he said he did eagle rider. And I was like, well, dude, I'll just – I'll rent a bike on Sunday. And he's like, ah, oh, don't even worry about it. We'll take care of you. <laughs> so I showed up and he pulls out his fucking lowrider S Dyna with a 117 and carbon BST wheels. Dude. And it was stout and fast. And it was uh, riding mine, like, I'm so comfortable on my Dyna and I like the taller bars and it feels really good. <laughs> But it's got like no power compared yeah. to that fucking thing. So I rode it for like half the day, and then I got on a pretty sick Road King and rode it. And
0: the Lowrider S and the Pro Street Breakout are like two of the best Dyna slash and and soft Softail that I've ever seen, like from yeah. the factory. The, that year, that was 16, 16 and right? seventeen. Yeah, they did it for two years, those look so ba. And then well, they went to the new. What's platform. funny
1: is um, he even said it too. He's like, dude, he goes, I couldn't sell those here. And he got that one in on trade, but he's like, I know in California they sold the shit out of them. And it's funny because, so Corey bought one, and he goes into the dealer, and he's like, and they're like, oh, what are you looking at? And he's like, oh, I want a new Loretta S. And they're like, uh, really? <laughs> and he's like, yeah. He's like, but I don't want gold wheels. Like, We need, we oh, got to do something about that the wheels. That was the best look, I thought. That was the best I, part. I like it, but his looks good with all black, too. And what else I like, because I saw so many of those Loretta S's, that it's different, which is cool. Even though it's kind of plane, it's different from all the low S's that are fucking identical. Yeah, that's but, true. So they were like, okay, they were like totally thrown off. So the owner like came out, well, and we, because of uh, Ed Subius, um, I knew that he knew that dealership and knew the stuff. So I was like, hey, who should he talk to? So he was talking to like the sales manager anyway. Um, so the owner came out and was like talking to him and shit and was like, well, shit, we got some wheels at Black already. He's like, I was going to put them on my bike. And, uh, so they ended up like, that's what Corey <laughs> got on his. And, um, I think he did a couple other little quick things while it was there. But so, yeah, but they were like, dude, we, we didn't sell. He's like, we sold like two or three of those things, you know?
0: That's crazy. Cause those are honestly like some of the best looking of yeah. all the past like t- five years of soft tails and dinas. Like yeah, they look those good. were the two of the best looking ones I thought.
1: I, I have to think they're going to do a Lowrider S in the new Softail because they've got the Lowrider.
0: Yeah, I know. And I was surprised when I didn't see it. The the next year, I was like, well, even though they changed it, I'm surprised they didn't they carry did it over. They did that Fat Bob. And yeah,
1: I think as that much thing As much as I like rad. the Fat Bob, and I, I do like it, I think it was an almost. I, I think like they put the good head tube angle on it, and then they put these big, fat fucking tires, and then they put the good forks with the dual disc, and then they put Inverted. forward controls. So Yeah, it's that's like the one thing almost, that they messed up almost, with. Almost, like yeah. with the wheels and the forwards kill it. And I'm like,
0: but almost. Yeah. <laughs> We're I, almost there. I don't know if they have that custom, you know, you used to go into that custom fabrication or like dark yeah, custom I, and you, you used to be able to pick change. mid controls and stuff. For the Dynas, it was actually opposite. A lot of the Dynas came
1: with mids and you could pick forwards. But- And then they they basically put a plug in the primary. But the problem with the fat bob is there's no hole in the primary for the shifter. Yeah. So Speed Merchant's mid-controls, by the way, if anyone has a new soft tail and they wanted some mid-controls and want to know what to do, the Speed Merchant (laughs) mid-controls fix that. But um, I I was just surprised at Harley for doing that. And then the Lowrider looks good, but it wasn't a Lowrider S. So I, I would have to guess... If for 19 they're going to do Loretta S. Yeah.
0: But you know yeah, they you really never know. It, it's the Road King special was 17 and a half and they haven't really come out with the half. Well, they did actually the Sportsters they came out with the 48 special yeah. and the 1200 uh, X or Iron. Iron. But um which is funny because the Nightster Right, they had, and then the 883 Iron was yeah. like a baby Nightster, but now they've they've had the 883 Iron since then, and they discontinued think, the Nightster, and now they've been really yeah, like a Top Hunter
1: Iron. Part of it, I don't know why they actually discontinued the Nightster. I thought it did pretty well. but um, Probably as well you know, as the Roadster, because they're kind of, you know what I'm saying, they were yeah. kind of the same sort of deal. You know one of the reasons I think the Iron 883 sold better than a Nightster, besides hipsters that all wanted 883s? Those fucking mags.
0: Yeah, they did the look mags look rad. good.
1: So what they do? They did an Iron 1200, which is basically a nightster with mags.
0: Yeah, that 1200. That Iron 1200 looks pretty rad.
1: It does. Too. It uh, it absolutely does. And the mags look good. And uh, that's definitely
0: helping them a lot. But so hey, that was my. I, I thought of a crummy joke today too. When is a Harley Davidson an, an Indian? Oh man, I don't know. <laughs> when it's twelve. 12- Less than twelve hundred CCs. I think the eight eighty threes. I know for sure the streets and the seven fifties. I mean, the street um five hundreds and seven fifties are all made in India. But I think the eight eighty three Sportsters are made there too now. Because I was looking at the I was looking at the Vins uh, the other oh, really? day. really? I don't know. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure that uh, <laughs> I there is there's two different Vins. So some of them were for the eight eighty threes though. The ones that they filed in America it could be. I yeah. mean. Because you got to feel they're probably the same bottom end, it. right? I, I can't think right off the top of my head if the bottom ends are that much different. In but, the 1200
1: and the uh, twelve hundred and
0: the eight eighty three, yeah, or the seven fifty and the eight hundred and the eight eighty three. Yeah, they're totally different. The sporty and the XG are totally different. Yeah.
1: Oh but yeah, you're right. The eight eighty three and the twelve hundred. That, that's what I
0: meant. Like the eight eighty three and the twelve hundred.
1: Yeah, the I believe the cranks the same, so I believe they're same stroke. But the eight eight three does have a little bit different, and I don't know if this is current, but I know on my bike it's true. A little bit different gear ratio in the transmission.
0: Yeah. I mean they come in the same catalog, so I'm guessing the case is the same. Oh yeah, the I cases mean, are the same. You can't tell by part number because if one's machined or one's black or yeah. wrinkle black, they all give them different part yeah, numbers. Yeah. So you can't really tell by that, but they all do come in the same catalog. Just <laughs> say bottom man. Yeah. So that's crazy. But that's uh I don't know. Yeah, those eight eighty threes I was pretty pumped on because the eight eighty three had the hugger and the roadster for way longer than the twelve hundreds did. Yeah. And um then when they came out with the iron eight eighty three, I was like, rad, you know, like I like I really did like the nightster. And I was kinda bummed when they got rid of it. So I'm yeah. kinda stoked they brought back the oh actually I'm stoked they made the roadster because that was basically the old Roadster, I don't remember there being a 1200. There might have been, but I remember the 883. Yeah. So when they did the 1200 Roadster, it actually looked a little bit better than the 883 Roadster. The eighty three Roadster had like really crappy back fender because it still had like the 1950s back fender, you know?
1: I personally like that, but I get why a lot of people don't in that style. Oh, yeah. And then what else I liked about the 883R was the orange and black. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because to me it was never the Roadster, it was the 883R. Yeah. Even though I know R was for Roadster not for race or anything.
0: Cool. But you know that that that, that I think they called that bike the Hugger though. The 883R, I think they called that a, might hugger. Have been a Hugger. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. And cuz it was Hugger orange I think was the color on that thing. Okay. Yeah. Cuz I don't I don't know all the weird models. I don't really yeah, I know. get into. I know. I'm like it's a Sportster. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's funny for me when people do that because I, um, I see the data side. So I'm like, well, you say you have a Harley-Davidson, but A, what family do you have? And then what submodel in that family do you have? You like, like to do the dude at AutoZone. Yeah. Is that an audio or a manual? Yeah, listen, you have... <laughs> A fat you you have a soft tail. I need a but that, tr- I need a trailer hitch for a Ford F one fifty. Is that an automatic or a manual yeah. transmission? But is that the four point three? Because they have different tongue weight ratings. Yeah, I'm that nerd guy. Like, so to me, it makes a
1: difference. Yeah, because it's funny. Like my race sporty. I have no idea what the fuck that was. Yeah, it was a twelve hundred Sportster. Yeah, and I know like there's customs. Like if you see the ones with chrome oil bags, a lot of those were the customs. They had a lot more chrome on them, but. I, when yeah, like, when I'm wheels, done with like them, every, it doesn't yeah. really matter. And yeah. for the wheels, like that shit doesn't matter.
0: Yeah.
1: So um, different tank. I mean, I do know for the different. rubber mount. Like my my twelve hundred that I had was a custom because the custom rubber mounts had the bigger, uglier tank. Yeah. But if you wanted like a baby Dyna, it was actually better.
0: Yeah, but- going going backwards, it gets a little bit more complicated by model number. Um, yeah, if you could just said you had a Sportster, I'd just punch you in the face because A, <laughs> there's two different motor sizes and then in those motor sizes, eight different friggin' submodels. But also, yeah, each one is different. Like if you said you had a Softail now, Nowadays, we know that that narrows it down to three frames, yeah. <laughs> and then what front end do you have? What right. wheels? What, uh, you know? Yeah. So For it sure. It's funny. But that's a, yeah. I don't know. I don't even remember what we were talking about, but this is, has been a great conversation. 50s, here.
1: and then somehow sportsers. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. Riding through the Smoky
1: Mountains on a Dyna. Oh, yeah. Um. So how did that turn out, by the way? Fucking awesome. I almost looped the road king. I almost low-sided the road king. Oh, so we well, were going through Deal's Gap, and I was on the Dyna, which had plenty of clearance. And then when about the time we got to Deal's Gap, they were like, hey, why don't we switch? And you ride this one. And I was like, none of them are mine. I don't care, whatever. So I'm riding this badass fucking Road King. But it would drag in the corners. And it also, like, he's like, it doesn't really do much until 3,000 RPM. But it had a little, like, shift light tack. And it was fucking stout. So, like, my bike is nice and smooth on the bottom, my Dyna. So, like, running through the canyons, I don't have to turn it real hard. But the problem with turning it real hard on a fucking Harley like that, it would just like scream or it would do like ride like shit. So, way too much shifting, I think. But anyway, I was following a dude and we were getting like floorboards, just ripping floorboards apart. And uh, I saw this right hander and I dipped the bike in and I hit floorboards, no big deal. And I kept going. The back wheel
0: came off the ground? I hit the exhaust pretty hard. Oh, snap.
1: And I felt the front end start to slide. And I did this weird little dance picked the bike up and it, it like it didn't do anything crazy and went right back to the tire and I rode off but it spooked the shit out of me and then I looked at it and I was like oh the fucking heat shield is ground through and it's <laughs> into the fucking pipe itself but
0: oh was there did you have a, a exhaust leak
1: <laughs> no I, I had no
0: exhaust leak luckily it was Vance and
1: heinz so I took a photo I need to see if I can get him some heat shields yeah he's absolutely. like oh, I don't care about
0: that he's like I drag
1: those all the time but um I think he would have been bummed if I crashed it. Oh yeah. But uh dragon shit he was totally cool
0: with. How funny. Well, you gotta figure he's he rents bikes in Deals Gap. And I mean he's probably seen his fair share of Yeah, but those were like his quote unquote his
1: personal bikes, oh, even no, though I'm sure shit. they were dealership bikes, but you know.
0: Um, he was giving
1: you the good stuff. Oh yeah, dude. I, I wasn't on Eagle Rider stuff. I was on his shit for sure.
0: Yeah. Hey, we got a couple well, we got about a minute left here. Speaking of being back in the in the woods, doing fun stuff on fifties, doing fun stuff on Harleys, and doing some pretty rad racing, was there any good drinking? You were in whiskey country, my friend. I did. So
1: I do have a bottle of moonshine in yeah. my gear bag or somewhere. No, I got it out. How did it, in it the house. get there? Um, my buddy in Knoxville was like, "I got a present for you here." The guy that I took the cigar box guitar to. Oh
0: yeah. How did he like that by the way? He fucking loves it. Yeah. Did he did it play well? Uh, did it, it sounds like it might have gone out of tune a little bit. Those strings are brand new and they stretch. Oh yeah yeah for the no, first I think
1: he had to tune it up a little bit. Yeah, yeah.
0: He said it was kinda like
1: kinda the intonation was kinda high, but he's like you play with the slides. So he was yeah. and he said your uh markers were pretty dead on. Okay. And then um uh, and they were just temporary funny. for take I mean they were just for reference yeah he yeah, got for it and sure. played it and pulled it off. Um and then he said uh it was funny like he really dug the the bottle slide yeah and when he first like saw it he didn't it didn't dawn on him that the rope or the string was like the strap <laughs> and then he's like oh yeah and when i saw him on saturday he was like dude i figured out that that's actually the strap cuz he thought like just the slide was tied to it and i was like well that's where there was like 4 foot of rope not like 6 yeah, inches yeah yeah <laughs> But
0: um, he used all this, that dope used all this rope to tie the slide (laughs) of this guitar. No, I made the strap. I used a half hitch knot to make it adjustable because he he might be eight feet tall for all I know. He is 6'3. Okay. Holy (laughs) crap, he's going to use that whole rope. (laughs) Then I used the end of it to tie the slide to it. And that's that. Yeah, we're going to take a quick break. At least it worked out. Moonshine in that part of the country is always good. We'll be right back with Wigs and Host. listeners this is patreon subscriber narissa coming to you from inside my helmet in the land of beer and cheese milwaukee wisconsin you're listening to the creative writing podcast
1: because you're obviously ridiculously good looking
0: enough about me now let's get back to the show listen that song i just realized i made that song up and i didn't know how funny it was so i was just kind of listening to it i, I kind of forget these things <laughs> i made it so long ago uh speaking of making stuff so long ago we're gonna have i wanted to say we're, we're entering the last uh 40-ish minutes of the show these 40 minutes fly by when we actually only have 40 minutes don't they i mean Jesus, yeah. Louise. that was the second 41 we were kidding about it. After the first 40 But we filled it just now, So there we go um, I, I, d- I realized I do have an Ask Wigs Oh snap It came after
1: 126 uh-huh. But of course I wasn't here for 127, 128 So he's probably
0: like Where's my this damn jerk. answer? Well he know, If he but, listens to the show He knows you were out of studio Yes So do you want to get to it real quick? Or? Sure Alright let's do the Ask Wigs I, I'm going to make a song for Ask Wigs We should yeah. I don't know with what but. Go for it <laughs>
1: I'm not <gasps> rapping. I, I can't wrap the question. So the new question. So he says I currently have a 2016 Vulcan S and a 2018 Z900 RS. That's the new badass fucking 900 four cylinder retro, isn't it? The RS is. Yeah, we got one of those at work. We're doing they a have pipe. A
0: RS Cafe too. That came out. Yeah. <sighs> I think I like so the. Bad. I like this. Oh, no, style stri- no, like no, that's standard the standard one. Yeah, yeah. The cafe has a little bikini fairing on the front. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Both, they both them are look really great. good. Yeah, they both look great. Neither of them are Eddie Lawson's. I like no. the Eddie Lawsons. That's what back. I was going to say. The standard one looks a little bit more like it's the Eddie close-ish, yeah. and I like the kind of burnt orange red. I don't. No. Although he didn't the say Eddie what Lasson color one he has. Did have a headlight cowl,
1: so I, mean, I don't know. I, don't I like it, but like the Lawson one. had the square headlight, which I like because it fits the era. But I was thinking the new. Yamaha three cylinder retro one but that's not the XSR yeah yeah no the RS is better even though I'm kind of tired of four cylinders it fits we got one at work right now and it's pretty fucking sick yeah so um so the question is what what third bike should I get for about $23 a month instead of supporting Patreon
0: $23 a month is this Chris Geist that sent this so I, I think he said don't worry I'm not gonna stop supporting the show but um, Chris, that's a beautiful bike, by the way, and I hope you liked your CD of songs I drew. I, well, I painted. I have asked Chris, where are you at,
1: so I can come ride this Z900R. He's
0: in um, New York. I'm not going to oh, say the town, but he's uh That's a little far. I think I don't even think it's Manhattan. I'll it's keep like him York in mind. State. They
1: are doing a, a hooligan thing at the um, the New York Flat Track. Yeah.
0: But I'm not gonna make it. He lives in big New York. Do you know the difference between New York and like big New York? Like New York City's little New York. And well, when you when people, I think when piece. people think of New York, they think of Manhattan and Long Island. Oh, but yeah. New York State, the it's actual huge. state of New York is pretty giant. <laughs> yeah,
1: it goes all the way over to Canada, Lake Michigan. Yeah, and all the way down. Yeah, it's yeah. huge. And it's the Erie a really, Canal. Really large I think state. it
0: borders the Erie Canal. Yeah, and to the south, like Ohio, like oh, Pennsylvania and Ohio both. Yeah, and uh, Delaware and all, like it's it's huge. Or
1: actually, maybe just Pennsylvania and then they both end at Ohio.
0: Um, I know if you drive like. Uh, 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 if you
1: drive across it, it takes more than a day. Yeah. I mean, it's the north-er-
0: northern panhandle of Florida touches the bottom of it. So, I mean, I know it's, a hu- it's bigger than it looks on a map. It's a big state. Yeah. But the best corned beef and hash I had ever was off the freeway somewhere in
1: that part of New York. Yeah. <laughs> New York. <laughs> to narrow it down. The other garden state. So, so, let's get to your Ask Wigs. You know what I think would actually be a good one to add to that collection? As much as we talk about Groms, the Z125.
0: Yes, because, listen, he's obviously a Kawasaki guy. He has yeah. a Vulcan S, which he is a great said 650 this Ninja. This is not motor. an ad
1: for Kawasaki. Oh, did he? But, <laughs> yeah, I mean, if so the Vulcan, is that a V-Twin Cruiser or is that a no, ADV Vulcan, bike?
0: He has the Vulcan S, right, it says? I think so. If he has the Vulcan S, that is the 650 Ninja Parallel Twin. ADV bike, right? Vulcan S. No, the AD, the Kawasaki ADVs are called Versus. Stands okay. for Versatile Systems. Okay, so it's the parallel twin
1: cruiser thing.
0: Yeah, Vulcan S. It's a 650. It's like a Bolt
1: thing. Like, yeah. A, like a Bolt, but it's a parallel twin, not yeah. a V-twin.
0: Yeah, and it doesn't even look like, the Bolt looks like a wannabe sportster the Vulcan yeah, it's S looks like its, its own. own thing. Yeah, it's a cruiser, but it does have the Ninja six fifty motor in it, so it's got a lot of good like actual sport bike heritage to it. Yeah. He's also got the Z nine hundred, which is like a retro sport bike. Yeah, those are I, actually fucking rad. So let's you're you're saying go well, this is Ask Wig, so you're I, saying Z one twenty five. The problem like, is is I think Chris Geis is about seven foot nine. Well, and so I'll, I'm thinking if he wants to stick with Kawasaki, either go to the Concourse or the Vulcan Vaquero, which is their like 1,900 cc cruiser that like oh. is like a road glide, but it looks like it has a or the semi front ADV bike. Head. There you go. Versus 300 or versus uh, 650 or versus 1,000. What would you do? I bet the versus 650 is the same motor as the Vulcan. It's close. The heads are different, but yeah, they're close. They're parallel. Well, the trains. Vulcan's going to be different than yeah. the Ninja
1: in those regards, and yeah. in compression and heads, like. Yeah Maybe same casting But
0: the late. Yeah That's because I heard Emma say something About the Versus And the Ninja And I looked them up And the Versus Is its own thing It's totally Because Carver
1: got A 650 motor Out of a Versus Or something Like they don't care If it's out of the Because they're doing So much internally They don't care If it's out of a Ninja Or not Yeah, They just want the cases And
0: Yeah the Versus Has like a totally Different like water pump And like the the case And everything looks Oh really So it's totally different It's its own Different thing Yeah
1: but um, yeah, man. If you're if you're trying to stay as close to a twenty three dollar a month budget
0: as possible, the Z
1: one twenty five,
0: yeah, that or a klx X two fifty, which is they have had the K L X six fifty forever, which is yeah. like the world's next to the R twelve hundred G S. It's like the next uh, touring bike, and so they just came <laughs> out with their really own. Is. Yeah, basically, There's right. There's a bunch of them. Yeah. If you go on the forums, you're going to either see an R a R twelve hundred GS or L X six or a yeah L yeah. R six fifty. Yeah, um, I would go with the K L X two fifty if you're not going to go with the Z one twenty five. I think Wiggs is onto something here. You're keeping it Kawasaki unless you getting, don't need
1: new. Then the Z one thousand Eddie uh, Lawson's yep. are fucking hot. Oh, I thought
0: you were going to say from
1: Mad Max oh. the uh, the Z one. But I oh no, I was saying like the Lawson, but the the. The only reason I wouldn't say that one is if you have a Z900RS, yeah. then why do
0: you need it in Eddie That Lawson? thing's beautiful. And I did want to tell you, I talked to Brian Viffer. We're going to actually talk about that next. Um, the paint on those CDs, uh, I had to resort to paint pen because it wouldn't take the base layer of paint that I had to put down, um, wouldn't allow the other paint to like go on very well. So I apologize for that, but I hope they turned out well. I played them in my car to make sure they worked and everything was hunky dory. So Chris, if you, if your $23 isn't going far enough, I also doubled up your stickers since you doubled up your money (laughs) contribution. So if anything's not going right, feel free to reach out. And I don't know, don't ask us for a refund so you can afford your Z125 <laughs> Pro but for $23 a month it's either that or the 250 yeah yeah does oh does Kawasaki make any scooters not that I can think of not like Yamaha and Honda Z125 don't.
1: yeah there you go alright cause it can be a
0: scooter and be cool there you go <laughs> rad all right. Well, hey, we got um, about half an hour left. Oh, do we really? And yeah. uh, that's perfect timing. First because- forty
1: minutes went quick, and then the rest of it's just dry Yeah.
0: Want to hear some a funky stinger? <laughs> oh yeah. This is called Funky Nineteen. It's nineteen seconds of pure funky joy.
1: Did you do all the horn and everything,
0: or is it just uh, well, keyboard sounds? Uh, that was my kid's butt. I was playing their butts like the bongos one day, and then then his head at the end. The boop, 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 That was me banging it on their heads like coconuts. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, no, I had. To, I don't have a, um, a trumpet or whatever that was, or their clarinet. I don't or even, a slap bass. Yeah, or a slap bass. I, I I do as much as I can, and the rest I have to resort to uh, whatever I can find on the computer to yeah, like high technologies. Yeah, and it's super hard to program all this stuff in like note by note but that's how you have to do it um yeah so hey this weekend was pretty fun we had the misfits in town i'm sure if you listen to the motorcycles and misfits podcast coming to you from the sunny santa cruz which wasn't as sunny as la they will tell you um, they were in town this weekend we had a little chilling and grilling going on at the old lucky wheels garage uh, to wrap their trip up but they came down They asked me where to go. I said, you got to hit up the Peterson. And they already had the Peterson written down. They said, where else? Uh, We want to go to Glory. And I was like, dude, Glory is just like, have you ever heard of Glory? Sounds like a strip club. Yeah, it does sound like a strip club. Not the Glory Hole, but just Glory. Um, And it turns out it's not there anymore. It's an American apparel. But basically, Glory was an American apparel with some motorcycle stuff in it. And I forget the dude's name, but that's where the LA Mods versus Rockers used to meet up. And I was like, oh, Glory, it's a small shop, but it's in a cool part of town. If you want to stop there, there's not much to see. Turns out it was closed. So then they're like, well, where else? And I said, well, I would hit up Garage Company for sure. And I would hit up, um, I mean, if you're in town, hit up Deus, you know, of course, even though there's not much there. Deus is pretty much like Glory, except that there's actually a second half of the building that they build bikes. And then I said, and then uh, Lucky Wheels, you got to hit up Lucky Wheels. And then I named off a few other ones that they didn't have time to make it to. Um, You know how it is. Once you start interviewing somebody and they have like 45 years of stuff to tell you because nobody's ever interviewed him for a podcast yeah. time gets eaten up pretty quick. And yeah. and these people don't want to even Liza can't get some of them to shut up. So they spent, um, they came down here. I think it was third Friday night. And, uh, they said, Hey man, we we just cruised into town. We just went to the Peterson and did our thing and, uh, got a whole tour of the vault. And I, I made this, you guys can't see it on, uh, the over the air but i did one of these because who hasn't been to the vault at the peterson if you're smart you will uh you'll make your way you'll you'll canoodle your way down into the i vault. need to get into <laughs> oh the vault. dude yeah it's pretty tight but they have a bike exif, um uh show what was they called when you have something exhibition that's what they call it the museum yeah they have an exhibition going on until like march of next year so you have plenty of time to come and see it hell Email creative writing podcast at gmail.com and maybe Wiggs and I will go down there and escort you in. You can be oh, our photographer. Good idea. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll we'll personally take you around and tell you the stuff we don't know about the bikes we don't like. And uh, at any rate, yeah, it's really cool. And they were just overwhelmed because the Peterson is like North America's number one like automotive museum, except for maybe Barber, where Barber has the AMA, like, Vintage Hall of Fame or whatever the hell they have there, and the Barber Museum itself, if, if you've yeah, ever seen his pictures museum of it, is, oh, my I've God. I've been to that one. Yeah. It is insane. I couldn't get into the vault, though. But that's like, right. racing. I mean, that's specifically racing. No, no, no.
1: It's it's everything, dude. It is insane. The guy It I is his personal collection, though. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure he owns almost every single bike in that building. Mm-hmm. There was an NR750. Yeah. Um...
0: Yeah, I guess they like aren't all race bikes. Crazy, crazy collection, and yeah, some like pretty normal bikes. But if you go back to episode sixteen, I interviewed a gentleman, a local gentleman actually named Mark, and he bought he did like a crazy art bike, and they bought it from him. Um, it was called the Soma, and yeah, it was pretty cool. So yeah, that's like a totally not even barely road legal bike. So I'm sure that they do have all sorts of stuff. But the Peterson is crazy because they have like movie cars. And bikes, they have art stuff, they have like, por- they'll have Porsche, they right have now racing. They have a Porsche exhibition. Thing yeah. And they had a lowrider exhibition a while back. So the Peterson is like a rotating. Peterson himself was actually a publisher of Hot Rod Magazine. And so, and then they en- ended up publishing like a whole bunch of different stuff. So they've covered over the years, since like the 60s, they've covered all sorts of motorized stuff. The Harley versus Indian thing was there. Um, and I thought that was pretty cool. And so the Spike XF thing is just another great you know, example of what the Peterson does. So they were really thrilled by that, but they were even more thrilled going down to meet Yoshi at Garage Company. Yeah, insane. Dude, Garage Company, I've I've been there once at their old location, and I've been there once at the new location, and that's about it. Um, It's one of those places that you go in, and it's basically just like a weird store that you could spend all day in and then once you start talking to the people that work there and if you're a bike nut or you're an old guy that doesn't have the computer to spend his time on the forums you go there and you talk to them it's like having a forum in person and there's just so much stuff and this guy just knows so much stuff and i guess one of the guys that they interviewed on the show uh, on their show before was Actually works there. So that was pretty cool for them. And I think they liked that almost more than the Peterson. So that was pretty cool. Then, uh, I met them, and we rode around all night. Now this is where the story gets rad. Cause, uh, I almost got a divorce over the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> and part of it is because Friday I'm trying to hustle and wrap some stuff up for work. And Liza says, Hey, we're going to be at the Peterson. I said, dude, I'm working. And obviously I'm not going to make it down. But uh, let me know where you're at afterwards. So they said, yeah, we're going to go to the tar pits. You know, I want to show Jim the tar pit. I think that's – when you're in L.A., you got to go to the tar pits. See the stupid mammoth like, oh, I'm stuck, while the baby's like, mommy. Um, but so what happens is I go down there and I'm using Waze on my phone with the earbuds in, and it's terribly hard to hear. Um it, First off, just because the amount of wind and uh, my earbuds are crappy. So I get down there and it's giving me turn by turns. And the very last thing when I park, it doesn't really say like you've arrived. It just tells me the street to turn on. I'm like, yeah, there's tar pits. The reason it didn't tell me that you've arrived is because it literally, after it said turn on the street and, and I was within like 100 feet of where I parked, it died. My phone died within that 100 feet. So I'm sitting there looking for, I can't call Liza and tell her I'm there and say, Liza, I'm here, where are you? And you know, the La Brea Tar Pits has LACMA, MOCA, um, what's the the New York Metropolitan Museum of Art? No, it doesn't, it it just has the LA stuff. Okay, it just has the LA stuff. But I'm just saying, there's like the Asian Museum or the Japanese Museum, I forget what it's called, and then there's like the Tar Pits, MOCA, the Exposition Square, blah, 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 all this crazy stuff there. And I go, and there had to be like, 2,000 people because they're having a jazz festival. And so there was a bunch of wine and cheese and families listening to chill music and people hanging out and no Liza and Jim and Liza is like a six foot tall, crazy lesbian lady. And Jim is like a six foot tall, crazy lesbian man. And I couldn't, and I figured <laughs> I'd be, accurate. Able, yeah, I figured I'd be able to spot either of them in their gear. Right. Cause, and, and, and so I was like, if only I had, like, turned my phone off about a mile before I got there. That's all it would have taken, right? It was just that mile. I would have had, like, even if 2% left, I could have just said, <laughs> phone is dying here. So what happened was they stayed late at the Peterson. Oh, no. <laughs> and I'm, I did a couple laps of the tar pits. I took off all my gear. I walk in. I'm walking around. I'm like, oh, shit. I'm just going to go all the way home now, freaking 40 minutes home, Right and traffic was so crappy and, and, uh, luckily I could split. But, uh, yeah. So I was like, dude, I'm going to drive 40 minutes home now just to tra- plug my phone in and call him and say, I was there. I don't see it. So I was like, dude, I can't, I'm just going to walk around for like another minute. So I walk over and I look at the stupid elephant, you know, and I, that's uh, stuck in the tar pit and I take a whiff of all the stuff and all the museums are closing. So then I'm walking back by the, mu- by the, uh, um, parking lot that I got chased out of. They they You have to pay to park inside and they wouldn't let me in because I was just like, hey, I'm just looking for some friends. Is there motorcycle parking here? Are there motorcycles on the lot? They're like, no, no, no. So I went and parked on the street and as I'm walking by that parking lot, I just hear, Larry! And I'm like, ew, who's... Whose name is Larry? That's disgusting. And I'm like, oh, that's what Liza thinks my name is. (laughs) And I looked up there, and there was Liza, and she was in that parking lot. And I was like, what the hell? So I run over... And she's like, yeah, they called security on us. Like, we got to go. And I was like, me too. Like, they wouldn't let me come in this <laughs> lot. They, like, told me, to chase the little security guard guy chased me out when I was looking for you guys. And she's like, yeah, like, they. I just told him I wanted to look for you real quick. So that's the only reason they let me over here. So I jumped on the back and rode nuts to butts with Liza to where they had kicked Jim out. <laughs> they wouldn't even let him sit in there. They kicked him out to the street. So we get over there. And she's like, "Dude, did you get my text? Your your uh, your voicemail box is full now." And I was like, "Listen, dude, my phone's dead. Like, I was trying to." Your text- voicemail
1: box is definitely full, though. By it, the way, you need to fix that. Is it? Yeah. Oh
0: wow. So, yeah, I I, uh, I was like, I couldn't text you. My phone died. I'm not kidding. Right when I pulled up to the curb to park, and uh, and I did a couple of laps looking for you guys and all that stuff, and didn't see you. So. Uh, just as luck would have it, out of the whole park, if you know the La Brea Tar Pits and all the museums there, it's a, it's. a I got to say it's a few acres, and I just happened to be walking by that one little... I was just going to go back to my bike. I was like, yeah, they're not here, and she saw me walking back to my bike. Yeah. So hooked up with them. We rode around. We rode down to Long Beach, which is where they were staying, and uh, they had a room on the Queen Mary. So, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so after I wandered around like an idiot and couldn't text them, I'm starting to feel kind of bad cuz then we rode from uh downtown Wilshire area down to Long Beach which took a little while cuz traffic was horrible and they weren't splitting lanes. I was like, "Come on, dude, we got." And they're like, "Well, it's telling us to go this way." And I was like, "Cuz it thinks you're on a car. Just go the direct route and yeah. we'll split lanes." Like, that's and so we Got there quickly after they realized that the, she's like, well, my GPS is taking me all these places. And it's because like, it's giving you car directions. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, just, it thinks you're in a car. Like, That'd be a on- cool place to stay in the Queen Mary. Do Even though
1: for us, it's kind of local. Like,
0: I know. And that's what, that's what I said. I was like, I've never even been to like half of these places that you're going yeah. because they're local. Like, Deus, I would have never gone there, you know. I've been to Deus. I yeah. really,
1: I was bummed I wasn't in town for Friday. They had a uh, knife and whiskey thing. Yeah. And I was like, Dah. it was because like they carry this brand called James. Yeah, but, um, they,
0: the whole display case full of knives looks. I was like, this is yeah. like right up Wigs out. And then they had some dude like sharpening, which
1: I don't really yeah. care about that. But I was like, damn, I could have like taken a couple of my that I made, and then just like a couple of my other nice ones. Yeah. And like, oh. just because I like, I don't know who was hosting it. I doubt it was the people I know. They like to go home at a normal time. I'm sure. But
0: yeah, we hit that stuff up the next day. So yeah, I don't mean I don't know about the show, but it, they had some pretty rad knives there. Yeah. But Friday night. Liza and Jim and I end up. She wants to see like Liza worked on a boat a hundred years ago, and. We went out. We got a drink at the bar there And I fe- uh, Jim said he felt like the shining Like everything looked super old And he's like I'm just ex- expecting to order a drink And like turn around and it's a ghost So I'm ordering a drink He said he was creeped out because it was like super old Well we ended up wandering around there for like an hour and a half And Liza was just trying to sneak into every room We got chased out of that Well Jim went down this hallway And the next thing I hear is ah, you go, you And some crazy guy with a knife Because he went into the kitchen he- we-, we found some employee's only door that was unlocked and he went through it and me and Liza were waiting she's all like this like a spy and Jim comes running because the dude he's like dude I had a butcher knife it was a kitchen I ran into so we spent an hour and a half probably trying to sneak into every little stupid room because Liza was not leaving until we got into somewhere special and then we ate dinner and at the end of the night we're wandering around I'm like dude it's like it's like ten o'clock or nine. It was past nine thirty. Yeah, my phone was dead at this point too. My wife so you got to plug back in and charge and on. No, oh, so they don't have iPhones. Neither of them has uh. iPhones. So my wife is like, "Where are you? You know," and she's texting me, "Are you okay?" Well, and of course, because you're riding your motorcycle. Yeah, checking, in and she's and like, like, "Oh, you dropped off the." I haven't seen you Because she loves to track me You know, see what's going on I haven't seen you since You disappeared at five If I don't hear from you I'm coming up Like there was Over the course of like a few hours There was all these texts At 9.30 we had dinner And I said, Jim Like we were And we were BSing And I was like, Jim It's late Like it's just It's getting dark So I know it's after nine And I look at his phone it's like 9.45 at that point Or 9.30 I was like, Jim Can I just text my wife from your phone? So I text her Send it Good to go. Said, so, babe, my phone died. I'm with Liza and Jim. No worries. I did not get home till 11:30 because Liza. We were walking and she got. We saw some housekeeping and Liza's like, I really want to go. We to the uh, engine room and the lady's like, Oh yeah, follow me. So like after like at that point two hours of wandering around <laughs> trying to get into secret places, the lady finally lets takes us down there and let's just wander all around the engine room and I have to say that crazy. it's nuts down there yeah. like it's crazy it's huge too like yeah it's crazy big and so um I hung out with them I left it was like when we got back up to their room and I looked at the clock because my phone's dead I don't even know what time it is yeah. so I look at the clock in their room and I was like that says ten fifty five. is that right and she's like yeah and I was like dudes, I gotta go. Like, I'm not, my dog has been uh, home all day alone. Like, I fed her and stuff, but she's gonna be freaking, you know. And then my, my wife hasn't heard, like, luckily I texted my wife. Well, I get home, it's 11.30, 11.45. I was, like, starting to text my wife, oh, yeah, I'm home. Like, I just got home, blah, blah, And I was like, dude, it's 11.30. My wife's asleep. Like, I'm not gonna bug her. So I hung up my phone. Well, in the morning, I get a text. Oh, I see you're home. And I was like, yeah. And then I get I, you know, I had just plugged my phone in um, the night before, and none of the texts showed up when I plugged it in. It was dead, yeah. dead, dead. Yeah,
1: it like w- takes a minute
0: to yeah kind of catch up. So when I turn it on in the morning, when that first text comes on. And it says, oh, there you are. And I scroll back up. Oh, yeah, there's the 50 texts. If I don't hear from you in like 20 minutes, I'm packing up the kids and coming up there. Oh, my God, what, are you okay? Like, uh, oh, my God, it's, it's 2 a.m. I can't, and it's 2 a.m. So I'm like, wait a sec. Buh, 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 I text her back, oh, my God, you didn't get my text at 9 30 last night? And she's like, never got it. I was like, I texted it from someone else's phone, so I didn't think you'd. I thought you might delete it, so I put like your nickname in there so you'd know it was me, and I said it was my, it was from someone else's phone, and that I just was with them. And she's like, never got it, and I was like, oh my god. And Jim's phone was kind of weird and wonky, so I'm like, oh my god, I either I. T- Can you still hear yourself at least? Yeah. Okay. Good. I'm good. I'm back. Yes, we are back. So yeah, the um. All these techs showed up, you know, are you dead? Blah, 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 blah. So Liza's like, yeah, you're going to get a divorce. (laughs) All right, let's see if this fixes stuff. My, um, the OEM fan and my computer sucks. So a lot of times I have to plug in this baby, but then it rattles the table. Anyway, yeah. So make a long story short, uh, I had a lot of fun with them. We went to Deus. Liza was tripping out on Deus because she didn't realize it was like, basically a clothing store with a motorcycle problem. And Mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, that's basically what Glory was. I told her, I said, you know, you wouldn't have seen much at Glory besides this too. Yeah. Um, So she was tripping out that it's a brand and uh, it's made off of a lifestyle rather than like off motorcycles. I think they were going there expecting to see motorcycles and building and Wooly builds motorcycles, but it's really the guy that owns Deus and that started Deus is like, Sort of, if you think of like a Calvin Klein or something like like he's, it's like Tommy Bahamas, and she's like she made the uh, um, connection to Hard Rock Cafe. Like people used to go to Hard Rock, get the cups, get the jackets, get all the swag and the shirts. And it's really nothing more than like a crazy restaurant, right, that has like, I guess there was one that had a bar or something where they played music at, but after that, none of them had a bar. We, you know, So it's, it's kind of like the Harley-Davidson dealership in Hollywood. It's not a dealership. It's just a clothing store, you know. So I was like, yeah, yeah sort of like that, sort of like CC, sort of like Lucky Wheels. So we ended up uh, wrapping up Friday or uh, Saturday at Lucky Wheels, Wiggins, you were down there I did, I made it out for a little bit Yeah, Narissa from Milwaukee Rivets met us there Legendary field producer Bri Viffer was there and uh, a whole host A whole bunch of people showed up to see Liza <laughs> Which was great I think Narissa even <laughs> would have rather seen Liza <laughs> She said how cool she was afterwards And I was like yeah I'm sorry I'm not cool <laughs> And I'm sorry that I actually am 147 Like she got to see me in person And she was just thought, oh yeah, yeah She's like, kinda, man you are old Yeah you kind of smell like weird old leather and chemicals too And I was like yeah I'm sorry But um, yeah her and her friend um, Senjal were there and uh, it was just so cool hanging out with the dudes from Lucky Wheels. They're so chill. And uh, I lit up, I was lighting up the barbecue and I didn't realize that it was right next to a huge um, cabinet that said, Keep flame away. I was like, Yeah, maybe <laughs> we move this out to the street. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, it was just fun chilling and grilling. And we had a good time. And it was good seeing you. That's the first time I had seen you in two weeks. So I was like, Woohoo, yeah, wigs in the house. Yeah. yeah. So it was pretty fun. And uh, I think it was a good wrap. That's a good place to wrap a trip. From Santa Cruz to end up at someplace cool like Lucky Wheels where yeah, you can just chill is, and sure. hang out around motorbikes. It's not yeah. like we went to a pizzeria or something where yeah. a lot of motorbikers go. We are actually in a garage where people were actively working on on bikes and shit. So it was pretty fun. And um, I talked to Ty about maybe doing some stuff there in the future. Great. I did too, actually. Oh, okay. Oh, wait. Working on bikes or what? No. Okay. Then I did too. The dad comedy jam uh, where you have to tell dad jokes. Only dad jokes. <laughs> it's like the deaf comedy jam, but for us lame dads. <laughs> I'd like to work on bikes, but it's like and there's just no way for us to get over there. At yeah. a
1: decent time.
0: Oh yeah, well they stay open pretty late. If you're in the LA area, I think they're open till nine, which is. I don't know. You're right. I mean, it would take a it would yeah. take a hot if second. If you're around to downtown, there. it's good yeah. to go. But. Yeah, but anyways, the coffee is usually open till nine or ten, but on that night I think it was only open till nine, and it was so funny. As soon as the grilling was done, whoops, lid shut on the grill, bikes in the garage, door down, and everyone was gone. And me and Brad Viffer were like, "Oh, it's just yeah. us!" <laughs> like every, it was like a cartoon almost, yeah. and uh, it was pretty fun. But I have to say, a lot of cool cats showed up. A lot of them knew Liza already because they had been by the garage or listened to her, brought Emma some gin, and the amount of wheelies that got ripped past that place was pretty rad. There was a tie when I... Fr- the amount of horrible wheelies. There was a lot of... <laughs> was there? When I first got there, Jackson was ripping up and down like that dude wheel, wheelie every single thing there and then I don't know, what was that white sport bike that did a wheelie by us? I don't remember. Uh, you might have not been there yet. Yeah, it was like uh, a white Ducati or something ripped by us huh. and then some dudes, yeah, there was there was some dudes trying to whip, rip wheelies by but it's just so funny when you see like Lucky Wheels and you're like, oh, there it is. Instead of waving you, You're like, (laughs) you know, (laughs) but yeah, it it was fun and I had a lot of fun and, uh, it was really a good weekend and I'm just, I'm glad that we did it, but I'm also glad to be back in studio. I'm glad. Yeah. Just good to chill. I have a new addition in the garage. Chris is sitting by it. Bri Viffer, as I mentioned, Paul. We know him as Viffer because of uh, he owned five of these at one time. He uh, brought his uh, 97 and he's letting me ride it for the Motorcycle Podcasters Challenge so that I don't have to put 25,000 miles on Spamla, which is just fine with me. But riding <laughs> yeah. this thing is pretty, pretty fine with me, too. But uh, yeah. I sp- think
1: he needs to sell it to you.
0: Maybe he will when he figures, when, if his insurance ever figures out if they're going to you know,
1: what they're going to do. Oh yeah, that's right. He's like waiting on the yeah. the clean or salvage title. or something. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Which would make it interesting. Um, salvage title doesn't need a bridle. I just made that up. That doesn't make any sense, but, uh, I would write Pam Spamla has a salvage title. If you're going to ride it, it doesn't matter. Yeah.
1: And actually in most States, it doesn't matter anyway, but yeah, if you're going to ride it, California, people freak out about it, but it could be theft. It could have got stolen, like pushed a block away and not even fell over.
0: And yeah, it's like oh, salvage. Yeah, tire. mine. Like I was joking with the guy, at the shop. I was like, dude, uh, two new tires and a f- tank of gas, and this thing's a total. And that's basically what happened. Yeah. There was a scratch on the fork tube and on the on the uh, stator cover, and, and it totaled it. And I was like, yep. Well, it didn't total it, but they're like, yeah, this is like the Kelly Blue Book on this thing in good conditions, like six hundred dollars. And I was like. <laughs> They're like market value on this thing though is like blah blah. We'll give you that, and I was like, all right, whatever. Just give me my bike. Just don't total my bike. So yeah, uh, I'm excited for the Motorcycle Podcasters Challenge. I have Bry Viffer and Chris Singsime on my team this year. I know that you have a race coming up for Born Free, and that's kicks off right about the time that the Motorcycle Podcasters Challenge does. Yeah. So that's awesome. And that's our show. I'm going to have some current events coming up. If we can use racetrack names. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. For the challenge. I'm good. I yeah, I know. That's what I said. I was like, I I told uh, Rich, I was like, listen, I need the two listeners because Chris, it, did race miles count? Like, <laughs> yeah. Racetrack towns? Yeah. Yeah. So that's our show for this week. Wigs, it was good having you back in the studio. It was um, definitely good. Got some current events coming up. And as always, it was lovely to see everybody in person this weekend our new patrons we have two new patrons if you'd like to join our patreon uh what are we going to call this our patreon campaign i guess we have two new patrons that i'm going to be sending your stuff out but go to patreon.com forward slash creative writing check it out there and you, you guys check's in the mail wigs you got any cool sign-offs that's it damn it you got me again all right peace Wigs. Now you know why we can't have nice stuff I gave you your 40 minutes, and you used them Then you used my 40 minutes and we still didn't even get into flat track Or any other racing that we were going to talk about And motorcycle trends in the last 40 minutes of the show So um, we'll try it again next week But I really do like this new format, it has made editing so much easier But enough about me Now let's hear about what's going on Here in California We have California and the Scrambler Happening at uh, Aether Uh, 161 South La Brea in Los Angeles. It's Aether Apparel. They're going to have a panel focusing on the past and present uh, iconic Scrambler motorcycle that's happening on the 14th of June. That is this weekend, baby. The 18th of June is Ride to Work Day, the annual Ride to Work Day. It's the third Monday in June. Uh, So take the time, even if you work from home, ride around the block a couple times and pull it back This is why I don't record onto the software people. I record onto hardware, transfer it, because this crap keeps happening. We need a new rig, and thanks to our Patreons. Soon we may have one. Uh, The Ride-In Movie Night, June 23rd. That's happening uh, June 23rd, 6 to 10 p.m. at uh, Moto Chop Shop. 6859 Valjean Avenue Sweet 8 uh, Born Free 10 June 23rd and 24th I know a lot of you are going to be traveling out here Even from the east uh, part of the country Gotta tell you It has been hot as blazes As Michelle Mankiewicz tells us um, It's happening in Oak Canyon Ranch Where it's always at Mission is 15 bucks It's the 23rd and the 24th I'll tell you what though There's going to be the Born Free Stampede Happening at the uh, Ind- Industry Expo Center So I'm going to go to that That's all the racing and all the cool stuff Born Free is just walking around Looking at a bajillion choppers So I'm not too down with that But it is fun to see the bikes though. I'm not, I'm not knocking Born Free There's a lot of cool custom stuff that you will never get to see Anywhere else So uh, it's definitely worth a look But also the, uh, the Born Free Stampede Is uh, something you're not going to want to miss It's going to be June 21st at the uh, Industry Hills Expo Center, which is where the uh, Hell on Wheels had the flat out Friday a couple or not flat out Friday. Hell on Wheels had hot August nights the year before last and uh, gates open at 4.00. Mains start at 8 p.m. So there's going to be a whole bunch of rad stuff there. Tank ships, Hooligan, Vintage, Open Twin, XR75, start Mini, Ladies, and more. And it's brought to you by Fox this year. So that's pretty interesting. Um, Also, right around then, that's the last weekend in uh, June. So as we know, on the last Sunday, SoCal swap meet happens. So keep your eyes peeled for that. Uh, Montrose on the 1st of July is having a 17th annual car and motorcycle show. That is not too far north of like Pasadena and all that stuff. So it's the uh, Montrose Travel parking lot, 2351 Honolulu Avenue. (laughs) Um, And finally, the Christopher Madak party. Uh, Music. Oh, I'm sorry. Mystic Journey Crystals, 4 to 6 p.m. I'm not sure who that is. I'm not going to go to that. But I will tell you what I am on the lookout for, and that is some more flat track stuff. I know Wiggs and a few of the boys from SoCal are up in Boise right now for the X Games qualifiers, and that's going to be coming up here pretty soon. As a matter of fact, not to be weird, I think it might be... July 22nd Which is the same uh, Like a month after Born Free So that'll be cool Uh, Chris will probably be racing the the Stampede Then he'll probably be racing uh, X Games So that'll be really fun Hey, a big shout out to the Motorcycle Podcasters Challenge Uh, Their podcast came out this week There's one week to go, folks Next Wednesday we go live with this stuff If you're racing for creative writing Or writing for creative racing um, You need to take a picture Of your uh, odometer this week Sometime before Wednesday Usually we submit them They submit before like 9 o'clock Eastern Time Or something like that at 7 p.m. West, you gotta got listen, gotta go look at the rules and listen, because that might not be right, but at any rate, Take a picture of your odometer beforehand And the first letters are going to be live drawn This Wednesday and the challenge Will be upon us before the next show Comes out So uh, keep your ears peeled for all that It's going to be super fun And some other stuff happening Keep your eyes peeled for the WIR Top 10 There's COTS that's been going down Which is Kings of the Streets um, Nitrous Chris has been doing some pretty rad stuff If you're looking on the WIR Top 10 Instagram uh, Facebook page um, Go over to the Motorcycle Podcasters Challenge Facebook page keep up with these groups peeps because that's who we're gonna be focusing on then the next probably three weeks is we're gonna be doing a lot of uh talking about motorcycle rides where we've been what towns we've been hitting um what we've been riding like I said bri gave me his uh, vFR and um yeah i'm gonna I put a couple miles on it put some more and um i don't know i'm ready for this challenge we're gonna kick everyone's ass i think this year you guys uh just telling you all right and a uh, big shout out also thank you to uh nate bickham and Carol caroline perrone which is Carol 74 happy and daily bikers dan for uh hooking us up with the cool art that's on our wall in the studio the garageo and I'm trying to get that thing dialed in back to how it used to be at its former glory at our old place. Uh, if you have anything coming up, let us know. Um, if you want to be a Patreon of the show, uh, go to patreon.com forward slash creative writing. Any events, any cool rides, any charitable causes, any cool bike builds you got going on, email the show creative writing podcast at gmail.com. Or any absurd questions like, why do they call Angora sweaters Angora? Or what's Argyle? Blah, blah, blah. Just email askwigs, A-S-K-W-I-G-G-Z at gmail.com. All right, guys. Leave us a review in the iTunes, the Twitters, um, the Tumblers. Don't review us any of those places. I was just kidding. Get out there and ride. That's what what I want you to do. Get out there and do something on two wheels. Peace.